you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out. I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, hey, hey do me a favor. Why don't you act like this is an AA meeting and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the crew? And Mustafa, you out here, a boy of one man. And I'm gonna tell you what. You got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? And welcome back to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin. And we are about to get into the Royal Rumble recap. Um, first things first, though, uh, you know, everybody's been, you know, going through just the, the shock of what happened with uh, Kobe Bryant, his daughter, G- Gigi, and mm-hmm. everyone else that was on that helicopter. So just briefly, just want to send out our condolences to the Bryant family, to the other families involved. Um, you know, it's just a real tragedy, tragedy, what happened, um, there just a little while ago, a couple of days ago, actually. So, um, yeah, not going to go too in depth in it, but Devin, I know you just wanted to say a little bit too as well. So yeah, man, just thoughts and prayers to the family, man, you know, especially to his wife, Vanessa. I, I don't even want to think about what she's even, I couldn't even imagine what she's going through, but most definitely cause it's such a heartbreaking, uh, thing that happened so most most definitely man so thoughts and prayers with the family yeah so yeah it's um you know we'll transition now into going into rumble but definitely just wanted to send our thoughts and prayers out to the families involved it's just a shock it's unreal and you know it's just it's it's just life you know like just um it's one of those things where i feel like it makes you appreciate the moments that you do have with those that you know your loved ones so you know just just take that as a kind of a uh, uh, not a, I don't even say like a lesson, but just uh, a, a moment to to look at and say, yeah, I just need to appreciate those closest to me, and you know, enjoy uh, the moment. Enjoy the moment, exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So, all right, so let's let's get into the the recap here for the Rumble, and we um I, when we talked a little bit ago during a, through text message, I said I I hadn't caught Raw fully yet, while well, I was actually able to catch up and see Raw for the most part. So we'll, ah, we'll also okay. have some some talk about the aftermath of uh, ah, what happened. See, you're surprising me now with this. You, you, you didn't say yeah. this in the pre-production No, I, I, I didn't even think about it just because <laughs> we, we had talked about some other things and I'm like, ah, oh yeah, by the way, <laughs> I might as well just tell you. Um, but we'll, we'll just kind of uh, organically talk about the, yeah, the aftermath yeah. too of, of uh, what happened definitely. on Raw. It was a good one, I, I believe. Well, for yeah, me, it was. It was, it was, it was solid. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But um, let's talk about the Rumble. So uh, we had during the pre-show, we had Sheamus versus Shorty G um, in the in the first matchup. And by the way, know, I didn't I did not watch the pre-show. Oh, OK. OK, I did. I, I ended up seeing I mean, for the for briefly, I, I went through it. I kind of because I had started watching the Rumble after it was all over with after it was all done. So I was able to kind of skim through uh, the pre-show matches and then really watch the, the main the main card. But um you know, so I guess I'll just say from my perspective, 
Seamus, Shorty G, it actually went a little bit longer than I thought it should have, honestly. Like, um, we had actually done, oh, that's another thing. So we had done a pre-show or a, a, pre, a prediction show, I should say, that did not, uh, through technical difficulties. It is a lost episode. Yeah, it's a lost <laughs> episode. It's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that's unfortunate. It but, happens. Um, you know, we had discussed it potentially like for this matchup. That, you know, we both wanted it to be short and sweet to the point and, you know, Seamus to, you know, beat him cleanly and quickly. Um, did not go quite that way. Seamus did end up picking up the victory, but the match went, you know, a little bit longer than I thought it should for Seamus's return. And I get it. They they want to kind of build Shorty G a little bit, too. And, you know, they gave him a, a little bit of a, a time to, to work and to, to show that he's not a push pushover. But overall... I felt like it went a little bit too long, but that's okay. Uh, Sheamus ended up getting the victory with the broke kick and and sealed the deal. So, you know, it is what it is there. Um, well, that's, also, that's good. I, I was afraid that, you know, maybe like it would have went worst case scenario that he would have got like a, a quick roll up. Yeah. On Seamus. That would have been, I would have been really confused if that would have happened. It's like, are we going to have this be a storyline for. Shorty G and Sheamus going forward, is this going to be a prolonged kind of feud between the two of them? I, you know, I, I don't see that. I don't have any interest in that. So, you know, I'm glad that he just got the victory and it was done. But, yeah, no, no. The, your scenario right there that you just said, roll up in, that would have been that would have been annoying. That would have been a little bit irritating. But it didn't happen that way, thankfully. So, um, And then the United States Championship match, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo. Um, solid matchup overall. You know, I, I had fun with it, but um, Andrade ended up picking up the victory, which, you know, we had both expected that that was what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Humberto Carrillo, he's a young guy. He's, he's you know, got some some good aspects to his, his overall character, but I feel like he's just not there yet as a character. And Andrade is, I mean, they're building him up, right? It feels like his, his title range has just gotten started. So neither one of us really thought that there was going to be a, an upset there either. So um, any thoughts on, on that outcome? Oh, man, uh, I'm not surprised. That's pretty, that's pretty much why I didn't, or not, I, I, I didn't, I just wasn't interested in the pre-show from my point of view. Because it was like, okay, I'm not really into seeing Seamus and Shorty G go at it. Yeah. All right. That doesn't interest me. And then I already knew the outcome for Andrade and Umberto Carrillo's. Like, I knew that. So I think it was going to be a little bit uh, too, a little bit too predictable. So that's the reason why I wasn't too keen on watching the pre-show. Yeah, I mean, you didn't you didn't miss much with it, really. I I guess looking back on yeah, it, yeah, it seemed like I did. It's, yeah, <laughs> just from you breaking it down. Hey, lo- <laughs> looking back at it, you know, if if I would have, you know, maybe if if I wasn't having other things going on to where I couldn't, like, if I had watched it live, I don't know that I would have been paying attention to the pre-show. Uh, but with it all being done, I just kind of was like, you know what. You know, start from I, the beginning. I'm here, let me start from the beginning. Okay. And up- see, I watched it live, so I guess yeah. you know. A different, yeah, slightly different view, viewing experience because when you watch it live, like you want to watch the pre-show, yeah. you got to sit through all that because on, on the because you you have the ability to just skip 
through all oh, yeah. commercials and promos and just yeah. go to the straight to straight to matches. So yeah, yeah. Full disclosure, I, I skipped, I skipped through. <laughs> you know, I skipped, I skipped ahead. You know, during the matches. Yeah, so I was able to see it for the most part, but. Um, yeah, I, di- I didn't sit through the whole thing, like, you know, just watching the full match. Um, but I got enough of it to get to, to see that it was it was both both matches. They were what they were. They were, were what you expected. Mm-hmm. Um, short of, I think, Shorty G's, you know, performance being more. They, they made it a little bit more even than than I would have thought, you know, even though Sheamus got the clear victory. But it just went a little bit longer than I thought it would. Um, but, yeah, so. Enough with the pre-show. Let's get to the main card. Yes. Uh, Royal so, Rumble. Yeah, the main card started off. Roman Reigns versus King Corbin. General Fal- thoughts on the Royal Rumble real quick. Um, It was it was entertaining, for sure. Okay. I mean, Royal Rumble, I always have a kind of a toss-up of what, what's my favorite pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Uh, SummerSlam, I think as a kid, was my favorite. Uh, WrestleMania is always like one of those... That you always love seeing WrestleMania, so I kind of don't even include WrestleMania when I talk about my favorite pay-per-view. But uh, Summer Slams are usually my favorite. Um, Money in the Bank, um, as I got older, though, I think Money in the Bank became my favorite, especially with it being in Chicago for so many years yes. in a row yes. that it became my favorite. <laughs> um, and then uh, this year, they didn't have uh, Money in the Bank here. We had Survivor Series. But Royal Rumble, you know, being what it was, I don't know, my experience with it, it kind of made it my new favorite pay-per-view if especially if money in the bank isn't going to be in chicago anymore just because there's so many like matchups you get to see in yeah. each rumble um you know so many returns you see surprises so many, you'll and see. many stories going on there's a lot yeah there's a lot you know and it's specifically those rumble matches you know the actual card itself like the the singles matches that they had on the card were, were good too but um, really, the rumbles are what this is all about. I mean, I yes. think they went maybe an hour each, you know, each rumble. They did, they did, because yeah. it was a four-hour show, so yeah. just about an hour each for uh, both men and women. It really could have just been those rumbles, and I would have been satisfied, honestly. Like, just the way that, you know, again, the different matchups you get to see, the different uh, superstars that show up, you, you know, the surprises they have. It's like, yes. yeah, this is... This is cool, you know what I'm saying? So it's just it's fun and it, it's it sometimes goofy in a way too, but you know, it's just <laughs> but it's, so- an en- it's enjoyable at times because you're yeah. just you know, enjoying the Royal Rumble for what it is, um just unpredictable. You don't know what's gonna happen next, who's gonna come out. So yeah. everything, all that mix, man, you're just enjoying it. I think it's the perfect pay-per-view for a casual fan also to kind of yeah. use as a as a launching point. If you want to get into wrestling and understand and, and kind of like just have fun with it, I think the Royal Rumble is the perfect pay-per-view to tell someone, hey, go watch this Royal Rumble. So, like, watch this week's or the last Royal Rumble that just happened. You, they can go into past Royal Rumbles too, um, but I just think that the, the format of the Rumble, the way it is, it's just fun. I think anybody, no matter if you've seen you know if you're watching all the time and you're a hardcore fan or if you're just watching wrestling for the first time i think the royal rumble is one that be more so than wrestlemania that anybody can jump up to jump into and say man this is this is kind of fun like what's going on here this is crazy so yeah i i I, overall that was my take on it okay okay for me man i enjoyed the royal rumble i I thought it was one of the best ones in years for me like I, i truly enjoyed the the way they booked it even even the the matches even the matches were decent it just the rumble gradually the whole pay-per-view gradually got better you know yeah. so it, it was cool how they you know kicked it off with uh roman reigns and baron corbin but 
other than that, man, I, I enjoyed the new influx of talent from NXT, uh, from on, especially on the women's uh, division side, because they lean very hard on that. And uh, and man, hats off to to Brock, man. I gotta give him some props real quick. So he he had a good time. It's it's good. It's I'm glad to see that he's enjoying, you know, enjoying that pay per view. Not enjoying the pay per view, but working that crowd, just having a good time, and make me feel good. So it, it was just great with that too, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well said. So let, let's let's get into. We'll go from from uh, the beginning of the pay per view and work our way up here. So um, again, Roman Reigns versus King Corbin falls count anywhere match. Um, thoughts our thoughts going into this matchup kind of were around like, is this it? Like, is this the end of the feud? Um, which I did not believe it was going to be the end of the feud. I thought, and I concur know, with those same thoughts. Right, <laughs> that this was going to be going on until WrestleMania, and it. Still might. It, it actually still might. But, but I thought King Corbin was going to win the match. And I thought that's why it was going to continue. Because he, he just seemed to be, the way it was all transpiring on SmackDown, it just yeah. felt like King Corbin was getting ready to win again at, you know over Roman Reigns at a pay-per-view. Um, but it didn't go that way. Roman Reigns ended up getting the, the victory. Uh, big time spear and the, on top of the dugout of the Houston Astros, mm-hmm. um, which was pretty cool to see. It was a nice view. Um, you know, they they went, they wrestled all around that arena. They which, did. You know, was was really cool. It was a cool visuals. I like the camera angles. Mm-hmm. You know, seeing the different angles and perspectives uh, from like the crowd view and the stage view and all that. It was just it was just real nice to see. And I don't know, just it felt huge. It felt massive with them going around the arena, and then you see the crowd behind yeah. them because their their arena was huge, man, forty thousand plus. Yeah, like the scope and scale of, of the arena, you really felt it in this matchup. You know, so it was it was a visually cool match to to see. Um, and a surprising end for me, at least, was was you know that Roman ended up getting the victory. I mean, we had the Usos come in, we had Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode come into the match at one point and get involved and had some nice spots there. But yeah, overall, solid solid matchup, man. I mean, it'd probably be a solid B B matchup, I would say. Yeah. I almost want to say B plus, but I give it a solid B. You know, <laughs> yeah, it just it was good. You know, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's why I said I was like, yeah, okay, you know what? That was not too shabby, not too shabby at all. I I enjoyed the the falls count anywhere. I think that stipulation would you know increase me or just increase the the watchability of, uh, of this match. I think if it stayed in the square circle, I don't know how in tune I would be. Maybe I'll be drifting to my phone, but but yet they took it everywhere and just like you said man the scope of it just making it look massive making it feel important you see the security guards holding some of the crowd members back man all of that going on in the background it it, it looked good man so it, it was great Roman Reigns doing the spear on on Baron Corbin on the dugout like you said and then uh even before that I guess he got he smashed his head on the porta potty and yeah. <laughs> tossed it over I knew it was uh it was a fake one. What was the number like? One eight hundred toilets. Oh, some yeah. generic number. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, that can't be a real company. <laughs> yeah, but all of that was cool, man. So I, I enjoyed. It was a. I enjoyed the first match. It was a great way to kick off the Royal Rumble. Yeah, Roman seemed to be having fun too as they were going through the crowd. Oh, he was yeah. kind of like you know giving people a fist bump and you know. 
giving people the the hello. I forget what it's called. The aloha kind of like uh, hand signal with for pictures and stuff, and that was pretty cool. So he seemed to be having a good time overall talking to the people. Uh, it was a good match. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Um, so yeah, going from from here now though, I do think. I mean, it, well, we'll get into it when we get to the rumble because just the way everything kind of yeah. is transpiring now, I kind of feel like all right, maybe there's a continuation of this feud still, but we'll we'll talk about it a little bit later. Um, oh no, I don't. Well, we'll see. we'll, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Do let's actually talk about all of the singles matches first and then we'll get into both Royal Rumbles. Ah. We'll save both Rumbles for last. So we'll go out of order a little bit. All right. Um, Cause at this you point, they're seeing did... this right now. Okay. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at this, at this point they did the women's Royal Rumble, but we're going to skip that for a minute. Go to the SmackDown women's championship matchup between Bailey and Lacey Evans. <sighs> Snooze fest. That's what I'm doing. I'm snoring. I'm snoring a little bit here. Um. You know what? Let me say something real quick. I had to watch. I had to rewatch this match twice to say, oh, you man. know what? Okay, it was decent. No, it was decent from from Bailey. She needed this win desperately. Mm. She, well, mm, I don't know. I kind of disagree with that. Well, well, if if they was gonna book it that way, she needed this win. If not, just please just drop the belt to Lacey. I think they need to drop it regardless because it's just not, it's just not, in, I don't, uh, Bailey, you know what, to be honest with you, this match, it kind of, even for me now, I'm trying to think back to it, like, what happened of significance in this matchup, like, what did they do, what spots, it, it was a lot of rust holds, you know, very basic matchup, I mean, you know, Bailey looks great, you know, in the, in the get up and then the heel persona, but then, there's something just missing from it. it. She just doesn't have an impact as champion right now. It just it just yeah. feels empty, you know. And Lacey, like I feel like there's there's potential, but it just feels like it's getting held back by this like her lose you know her losing this match. I mean, she ended up losing to to Bailey in this matchup, you know, and and Bailey retaining it. And it just it feels like. We, she she is starting to build momentum with the crowd a little bit, you know. But the crowd was dead during the the match. The Maybe they part. was exhausted because you got to think about it came right after the women's World Rumble match. So and it was a good one too. Yeah, but it, it just didn't have like okay. I, I understand, I guess that side of it, but it's not a good look going forward. Like I, for for both of them, this match really didn't do anything. Is where, where where I guess I'm with it. Is that right. I don't think Bailey's you know championship reign looks any better, and I don't think you know Lacey Evans takes that next step closer to being you know a superstar in WWE. I think you know Lacey Evans feels like she's she's getting there, but it's 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 still like a work in progress. It feels like or not that's not even the phrase I'm looking for, but it feels like she's she's. A, a rung down from being there and this didn't help elevate her you know whereas with bailey it's like she just it, even though she's wearing the belt she doesn't feel like a champion you know no, it's just it's just bizarre true. like it's true like just and i think there just needs to be a, a a change like her to lose that belt and not and have a storyline without the belt and let's start to build up heel bailey without the title a little bit just to see if this really well works let me ask you this does heel bailey actually work like if she didn't have that title, will her character actually work for you? Because for me, 
you know, before this match, even I was thinking about, even if she didn't have that title, I don't even know that character works for me. Yeah, I don't have the answer for that, to be honest with you. I don't, because all I know is that right now, the irritating part is that she's champion, yeah. you know, with this with, with the persona. Maybe if she's not champion, it's less irritating, and I can just kind of, like, have it be just a storyline in my head and not just, like, she's champion, and this sucks that she's champion because it's like nothing is happening. It just feels wasted right now. But if she was just another superstar, you know, on the roster, and she's going through this transformation, then maybe I feel differently about it, and I just can, I'll give it time to kind of grow into whatever it's going to become. But there's this, like, yearning from me to want the champion to be more than what she is currently, and I'm not getting that, and that's the frustrating part. I, I actually think it's not even completely just Bailey and this character that's the problem. It's just the booking and just everything. Just I think it's the sum of all the parts that really makes this not work right now. I think it's the character too, man. Like, I, I think it's all like, of it. Like, I think it's all of it. It's just not like like you said, like not just her, but it's it's everything. Like even her look, like that haircut style that look like somebody's mom whatever look mm-hmm. it's it's not a good look for her man she needs something i don't know maybe shorter shorter hair or something i don't know man but if she's trying to go if they're trying to go with this heel character it needs to be more badass it would be cool if it was more badass but i i'll step away too from the look because i actually don't even think that that matters to me to be honest with you i get it from your perspective and i respect that 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 may, that's cool but for me it's not even the look for me it's just the overall impact it's like something is missing because i want something big now you know and i'm not willing to wait for it because she's the champion you know like if she's not the champion i think I would give it more time. I think I would give it more, uh, you know, time to be able to become what it's going to become. You know, it can it can organically just kind of grow into into what it is. But, you know, since it's not there and she's champion, that combination just sucks. That that's what's annoying to me. Um, So, yeah, that's just that's just how I feel. I feel like, you know, and maybe the if Sasha was champion and Bailey was trying to figure herself out. You know, as heel, I think that I would feel better about, you know, because Sasha, her character is well established. Like, oh, yes. Her as yes. heel champion, it completely works. And it feels like the storyline was really her and Lacey more so than her and Bailey. Well, it kind of shifted. I, I don't know if, you know, stories are true that she might be possibly injured. That's just, yeah. this is why, you know, she she wasn't in War Rumble or just just any more of the Lacey Evans. Right. Uh segments anymore man it was just became more bailey and lacy yeah i just uh, it's just i don't know man i mean alexa bliss for instance like if she was champion right now going against lacy evans i think she just does so much better work as a heel champion you know that would feel a lot better right now um there's so many people I mean, oscar charlotte like all these Hell people yeah, like especially oscar man you know, like I, the, the, right now, that's the frustrating part is that I feel like we could be getting so much, so many better storylines for the championship right now. Yeah. But Bailey's character is just not there yet, and I, and I, I, I don't want to say, hey, it's just the Bailey character, like you know, because I think it's so I, I new, it's it, so I, different. Yeah, but I think it is though, man, because it's just not. I, I don't know. It's I don't know if it's just hard for me to believe her. Is that what it is? I'm maybe the 
I just got caught up in the moment when she came out, when she first established her hero role and just cut the Bailey buddies and whatever. And I got caught up in the moment. But ever since that, it's like, I don't see it anymore. Well, I don't even see it as being caught up in the moment because I think that generally worked. You know, the way that she did that, I think that was awesome. You know, the, 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 her cutting up the Bailey buddies, like you said, and then turning heel and winning back the championship that night. You know, and then basically telling the fans to go screw themselves, you know, like it worked. That was all great. And like you said, something happened after that. But I, I don't I don't think it's being caught up in the moment. I think she genuinely had it that night. And now, you know, it just feels like it's not sustainable. You know, like it's just it's just, I, I don't have the answer really for why it's not continuing to work. But I feel like part of the problem in general with her right now is that she's champion and the the character I think is still maturing into whatever it's supposed to be. And so I think the two need to be separate. I think she needs to lose the belt and then we can not be looking at it as, Hey, this is a wasted title reign. You know, we can just look at it as, Hey, it takes the Bailey Bailey now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Give it, give her some, some leeway to just kind of work this character. And then once she's finally, got it and and it, the character is over as a heel or if they figure out you know what this doesn't work and let's go back to face then she can go and figure out you know okay the title run there you know one way or another whether, talking about the bailey character go back to a face character i guess what i'm saying is if he'll let's just say that she loses the belt right yeah and she continues to try the heel character and the heel character just doesn't work no one cares like the fans don't care anymore you won't you can't just keep her as a heel. You know, you have to do something. So maybe they go that route of going back to the face character somehow. I guess I'm just saying that before she gets that championship again, mm-hmm. she her character needs to I feel like the champion needs to have an established character. I don't think you can be trying that, to figure that, out that. That's true. You know, that's I don't think point. you can be figuring that out while she's champion because mm-hmm. it just doesn't we're seeing it. It doesn't work. Um so yeah, that's that's just where it is. So you know whether or not they turn her face or heel. the The bottom line is this character is is kind of just morphing still into what it's going to be, but it's not entertaining right now the way it is. No. And you know, just something needs to change. So, uh, 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 her dropping the title, I think, would be the best thing for her. You know, and for the title. Yeah. Yeah, man. I I I think I'll learn to. I think I'll learn to exhibit some uh show some some patience on this one we'll see yeah yeah we'll see we'll see i mean i've got a, a theory about what's what's getting ready to happen to on um, the road to wrestlemania but we'll get into that in a little all bit right, all right um i would like to hear your hypothesis on this <laughs> <laughs> cool cool so let's let's get um uh, into the universal championship matchup. That was the next match after the women's championship match after Bailey retained her title. Mm-hmm. So the universal championship matchup between the Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. And before I'm gonna let you go ahead and break this down, but before you do, I no, do I'm have to say, I'm gonna let you go because one of the well, best things happened in this match, and I know well, that's you what always I, talked about. The so, thing, so yeah. I'll let you. The floor is yours, my friend. The, the floor that is I've, yours. The main thing I want to talk about because the match itself was what it was, but the when okay, so when the fiend was coming out, okay, obviously Daniel Bryan came out, he did his thing with the entrance, that was cool. 
And then The Fiend came out. You know, you got the lasers, the red lasers, the lights are out. I'm like, I'm just anticipating. I'm like, okay, you know, we're just waiting for them to turn the red light on. And then I'm, you know, going to get up and go get a drink of water or something, you know, and just let the match kind of go on in the background because I hate watching the matches like that, the Fiend matches, that is. Um, and then they he was in the ring and Daniel Bryan's in the ring and the lights come up. And I'm like, wait a minute. What's happening right now? <laughs> the lights are on? No red lighting? Are you serious? What's going on? But I wasn't convinced that there wasn't going to be red light at some point still. You know, you got him, uh, the the announcer, you know, he's saying, you know, the challenger, Daniel Bryan, the champion, the fiend, you know. And I'm, I'm waiting to, for, for him to finish and to see if they drop the lights after he speaks or, or even after they put the straps on. You know, I'm thinking maybe... They're just waiting for all that to get done. And then they're going to drop that red lighting on us. And then they didn't do it. And then the match started. And I'm like, the lights are still on. Did they forget? Like, what's going on? (laughs) But it wasn't until The Fiend started hitting Daniel Bryan in the back. And they started showing the marks on his back. That I realized one of the justifications for the light to be up was so that we could see the marks on Daniel's back. That has to be what it was. Because if you have that red lighting... And you wouldn't be able to see shit. You wouldn't be able to see it. It wouldn't that the the strap match loses its impact uh, because we can't see the welts and and the the scrapes and the cracking skin on, on da- of Daniel Bryan's back. So you know, it was smart to tra- even just for that reason to say we're not going to have the red lights. But hopefully, they use this as a reasoning now or as a as a way out of the red lighting going forward, and they just keep the lights on because one can it, hope for. Yeah, it was it was just great to see the fiend in the lighting and the regular lighting to see Daniel Bryan in the lighting to see the match in the lighting yes. to be able to see the moves clearly and, and just enjoy here. the match. Yeah, it was just it was it was great. It was great to see that um, the match itself was good. Um, I wouldn't say it was great. I'd say it was good. Um, you know, I felt like Daniel Bryan. Well, here's what I think. I think the fiend the 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 amount of time he spent whipping Daniel Bryan, I felt like it went a little bit long at times, and he yeah. got kind of redundant at times. Like Bray Wyatt's moveset is is a lot better than what he showed, and I think maybe just the, the type of match that they were in, it kind of limited him a little bit to what he's able to do. So Because I think I, I started... See, I started thinking too much about him with the strap and saying, man, he's doing that again? Was there like, any just, point in this match that, that you was... That you uh, believe that Daniel Bryan was going to win? You know what? Yes, there was actually. Okay. There was. Or or I should say there was a point to where I really started rooting for Daniel Bryan to win. Um, towards the end of the matchup, you know, he, he was getting really like into it, you know, when he's getting the crowd into it. And I just felt like I just felt myself saying, man, I really want Daniel to win. I really want this to happen. And The Fiend was was selling for the most part to him, you know, like he was. He was actually, I was surprised the no-sell really didn't come until the very, very end. Yeah. You know, but he was he was really, or Daniel Bryan was was, was giving it to him towards the end. And, yeah. you know, he's doing the, the yes kicks. And, um, you know, he hit the running knee and was going for that pin. Like, he was, he was scurrying. He was, like, hurrying up trying to get that pin. Or the yes and kicks mixed in with him hitting the belt or hitting the, hitting with the, the strap. strap on the chest or on yes. the head. And then he do the yes kick. Yeah, that whole time I'm like, maybe this is it, and the lights are on now too. Like, man, I'm, I, I don't know. Maybe they're kind of, 
maybe going to move away from the Fiend character a little bit. Who knows, right? <laughs> um, and then it just kind of turned on. Like, the Fiend just decided, okay, this match is over. And I think he <laughs> caught him, you know, it, it, no, he was like a choke slam, yeah. but with the mandible claw. Yes. He, like, slammed him down, and it was over. It was just it. It's like he couldn't, Daniel couldn't do anything. Um, I remember, too, Daniel trying to, like, kick him or punch him or something, and the Fiend was just standing there taking it like, nope, no, nah, this is over. I'm not selling you anymore. And just, you know, like I said, Mandible Claw, slam, one, two, three. And that was it. Just just definitively. And I kind of grew I was like, man, really? Like, you, it was like he was playing with him the whole time. Yeah. Like, like there was no chance Daniel had, and, he, and the Fiend just wanted to let him think that he had a shot. Until he was good and ready to just finish it, and that time came, and he just was like, "Okay, I'm not selling anymore." Yeah. So, yeah, it it was like I said, it was it was uh it was fun to have the lights on and to be able to see a match <laughs> with the Fiend finally. Uh, but the match itself, I felt like it, it there were there was a point to where I started to get invested in Daniel winning, and I was really rooting for him to win. Mm-hmm. And then it just kind of like my heart just kind of sunk because I'm like, "No, they're they're not doing this. They never." intended for this to be anything but the fiend just kind of like make just destroying daniel bryan at the end there i think Um, that was the one issue for me for this match that as it as the match got longer you just okay yeah this is pretty much over yeah like the fiend is winning i know now yeah yeah i think if they was to shorten the time maybe they can show some maybe make it feel like it's unpredictable but as it got longer, yeah, you kind of understood that, yeah, this match is over. Like, The Fiend is destroying Daniel Bryan right now. Yeah. It, it For me, it was it was a little bit of the opposite where the longer the match went, Daniel started to pick up momentum, and I started to buy into the idea that maybe there's a chance. But then at that very end there, it's just like he just... He just like I said, there was like a switch that turned on, and the fiend was like, "Wait a minute, I'm the fiend," and then just like <laughs> did not take any punishment from Daniel. Uh, I think he put him up on the top turnbuckle, put you know mandible claw, slammed him down, and it was over. And I'm like, "What? What just happened? Like, mm-hmm. what, what was the last you know 15 minutes all about? <laughs> like, he just destroyed Daniel just Bryan. The fiend so. just selling for Daniel Bryan, man. That's what it yeah. was. Taking a yeah. lot of punishment and and." Telling, you know, or showing Daniel Bryan like he wanted more in his body language. He's pounding his chest and like, yeah, give me more, more. Yeah. So that that was crazy. But that was pretty much what he was doing. And towards the end, that's when he just like, all right, I'm I'm done. I'm done playing, you know, like a dead playing like a dead fish, man. It's over. Yeah. I guess a, a cool moment too was when uh Daniel Bryan put the label lock on the fiend and he used the strap and put it in the fiend's mouth. And was pulling back on it. That was another point too, to where I was like, I don't believe they're gonna have the fiend tap to anybody. <laughs> but damn, this is brutal. Like, yeah, you know, you almost for a second are like, I'm well, watching it if? right now. Yeah, man, he yeah. got that belt right in the right in the mouth of the mass of the fiend, and it looks right. You know, you you knowing that it's not really touching Bray Wyatt's mouth, but it looks right. crazy. It's a crazy visual. It was. It was so. You know, seeing that kind of like uh, maybe, just maybe, but nah, it was, it was, it was a wrap. It was a wrap at, at after a little bit after that, um, yeah. So, but I guess for and again, well, once we discuss the the Royal Rumbles, we can talk a little bit more about what we feel like is next for 
for the championship and for for all parties involved. But um, yeah, just overall, it was a good match. I mean, this to me it was slightly better than the. Well, I don't know. I actually enjoyed the Roman Reigns uh, King Corbin match a little bit more than this one. I was more emotionally more emotionally <laughs> invested in Daniel Bryan during the against the Fiend, but in terms of enjoyment. I actually had more fun during Roman Reigns versus King Corbin, believe it or not. Really? So, yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, believe it or not, I don't believe it. I can't believe yeah. what I'm hearing. Yeah, I, I did. You know, Fair that Roman Corbin. Reigns. Yeah. King the, Corbin. Well, it's not even because of him. Corbin's again, crew. Falls count anywhere. You know, they were all over the place. You know, you had the Usos involved a little bit with the wow. Robert Roode and Ziggler. It came a little, became a little bit of a brawl. Um, they they had fun with it, you know. Like it was it was fun. It was a fun matchup. Whereas this one, it felt like by the end of it, I felt like I was toyed with. I felt like they they really messed, like they played with my emotions and just okay. Daniel had no chance, and emotionally, I was more invested into in this matchup. Not in the beginning, I thought Daniel has no chance, and then you see the fiend just destroying him. And I'm like, oh my god, this is hard to watch. Like I'm I'm tired of seeing the fiend whipping him in the back. Just like let's just stop that. Um, you know, and then Daniel started to fight back and I'm like, okay, cool, cool. And then he, you know, we just talked about the little bell lock with the strap that looked cool. And then, yeah, Fiend just kind of got up and was like, no more. And you could see it on Daniel Bryan's face too. He was like, huh? Okay. That sucks. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, and then he tried, you know, one last flurry, he tried to hit him with the strap. The Fiend wasn't selling. He put, you know, mandible claw on him, choke slam or mandible claw slammed him. I don't even know what you call that, but. He just slammed him down, pinned him one, two, three, and it was just like, wait, what? And he had to <laughs> no. get carried off. Yeah, that was it. I mean, he he, you know, got carried, started had to get carried off in the beginning, but then you know was like, no, no, I'm, I want to walk under my own power, you know, and kind of like stumbled to the back on his own on his own two feet. But yeah, it was it was, you know, it was what it was. It was what it was. So, but yeah, that's my take. That's my take, man. You know, I think that that Corbin. Uh, Corbin Roman Reigns match, man, was was more fun for sure. Can't yeah, saying that. Yeah, I I gotta say for sure. Corbin the Fiend. <laughs> hey, it's not a hot take, you know, but we because we've talked about it. But the Fiend character is honestly getting boring. To be real, you know, like it's just I don't know. I'm not I'm not feeling that emotion from the matchup against Finn Balor is gone. Like that, it's not the same. It's not what it was before. You yeah. know, like. I just I, I I don't get into it like I do. The entrance wasn't that great. I don't like this belt at all. Uh, it looked kind of goofy. Him yeah. having a belt and it's sitting on top, right on his, you know, he hang, he's having it hanging around his his neck and it's kind of sitting on yeah. his chest area. So I don't know, man. To me, the aesthetic look of it just looked kind of goofy. Yeah, it just doesn't it doesn't look cool anymore. I don't know. Like I like him wrestling. Great, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, I'm all about it. But you know, just overall, I'm just kind of bored with the Fiend character. It's, it's been overused, and you know, Bray Wyatt. We've talked about this. The Mister Rogers Bray Wyatt is actually far more interesting. Yes. than the Fiend character. It's so much more interesting. They yes. need to make that switch and just say, "Hey, got some layers to that character, man." Yeah. And then use the fiend when you need him. You know what I'm saying? Like that that would make more sense. Yeah, man. This here just like, you know, him just at the end, he didn't bury Daniel Bryan, but the no sell at the end, I was just like, oh God, come on. Like, <laughs> really? 
That's really? the thing. That's what he does. Like he can't look this. Yeah, one this, gear. When so <laughs> <laughs> this and what he did to Seth too. I feel like you know back at um, uh, Crown Jewel, you know, like he should just never lose ever. Like I, I, I don't see how you make a fiend loss make logical sense. Like they've, they've Not unless you take the mask off of like like we I I think we was doing predictions and we and we were saying yeah we was trying to predict all right how will be a way that Daniel Bryan can win like maybe the fiend mask that's the power right there if we take it off and he'll revert back to his Mister Rogers persona yeah that could be you know they because the the rabbit character you know it seemed like he was about to tell daniel bryan like you know here's the the trick to beating the fiend so maybe they really do use something like that to say that mentally you know he reverts back to that bray wyatt mr rogers character if he doesn't have the mask on you know so the trick to beating him could be to to forcibly find a way to take that mask off and then he he's no longer op because right now the fiend is so op op is shit there's just no way man he's like one punch man like it's a joke like he's just playing around with you you know what i'm saying it's just it's just you know one punch man that's an anime for those who aren't who aren't following yeah can't get into because it's just too damn op but yeah exactly just can't get into it um so yeah, man, it's just it's just it's just what it is right now with the fiend. But hopefully they make that switch, man. Maybe maybe around WrestleMania time, who knows? Maybe we we get our wish there, but we'll see. Yeah, I, I think we'll talk about who will be the right imp- opponent after we get you know finished with the world. Ro- the Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah. All right. So then uh, the last singles matchup or non Rumble matchup that we had on the card was for the Raw Women's Championship uh, Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Becky Lynch trying to exercise her demons and collect that last debt against Asuka, the woman that she just has not been able to defeat. Uh, so why don't you go ahead and break this one down for us? I enjoyed the match. It was a damn good match. Uh, it was a bit of a slow start. I think that's sort of how Becky matches start as i'm starting to realize they start a bit slow so it had a slow start but it was physical as hell it was tough as hell it was scary ass moment it was one moment when oscar like kicked the living shit out of becky lynch and it was i think she was going for what her head but connected with her jaw and for a moment for a second she looked legit knocked out and that's when the ref had to back up Oscar, check on Becky Lynch to make sure she was, you know, conscious or whatever and whatnot. So that was. Scary. I just thought that was a really good work. I thought that maybe was it really was, maybe it, yeah. I don't know, man. See, it could have fooled, fooled me. Yeah. <laughs> fooled the scary me. spot for me was when uh, Becky did the the front suplex to Oscar on the outside. They were on the the apron. Yeah. And they were struggling. They were battling for position. And then Becky picked her up for the suplex and then just dumped her on the outside. Oscar fell flat. And everybody, I think that that was a holy shit moment for the crowd, too, just because it looked crazy. Like, wait, (laughs) that bump, I don't know. There's no give. You know, she just landed straight on the mat, you know, face first. Um, Oscar was okay, but it just, it just looked crazy. Yeah, it did. It did, man. It's, and what I loved about this match, it did not make look Oscar weak. 
at all. It was a strong loss by Oscar. I love the finish, how she was going for the green miss, and Becky Lynch kick her right in the gut, and she spits it out. By the way, I love the slow motion replay on that because yeah, when she that falls down. You see it kind of ooze back up into her, her eyes. I'm like, oh my God, I look sick as hell yeah. when I saw that, man. So uh, whoever saw that replay, look at the replay. It looks pretty sick. But it was a great finish. You can see how Becky Lynch was excited, acknowledging Asuka, giving her respect. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh man, this was a, a, a great match by Becky. Yeah, it, it, overall, both women did a great job, phenomenal job. One of the best matches that Becky's had, you know, as champion, period, I would say. Um, and Asuka is Asuka. You know, Asuka is a beast. She's awesome. She's always fun to see Asuka. And this new um, green mist, uh, just persona version of Asuka is just like another wrinkle she's added that's made her even cooler, which I wouldn't have thought she could have been any cooler than what she already is. So, you <laughs> yeah. know, it's just amazing that she was able to I already to love her that. promos, man. Like, it's Japanese, but man, it's, you know, she talking shit. You just love her charisma. Like, baka, 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 baka. Just, yeah. I don't know what that means, but hell, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's something important. I just catch easy peasy. <laughs> yep. She just keeps saying that. Easy peasy. Like, light work. Like, right, light yeah. work. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man she's great but yeah overall man this matchup awesome match uh both women did a phenomenal job i thought um i had a real had a lot of fun with this one i'd say of all the singles matches that we had on the the card yeah this was my favorite one yeah. for sure yeah. this was my favorite Honestly. one this was the best this was match yeah. of the night for sure uh the storyline going into the matchup too really helped because you had becky lynch kind of really selling like hey I, I, this is this has been this is a it's something that's weighing on her. She was talking about not even wanting to resign yet until she got this matchup because the lock, the executives were trying to protect her and keep her away from Oscar because all the, you know, she's on all the, the trucks and the billboards and everything. Like she's the cash cow. But yeah, you know, so I just love that story going in. And yeah, they, oh, and th- there was that part too, like you said, when they were, they were talking about, um, uh, Oscar, or Becky being knocked out potentially. It looked like the referee was getting ready to throw out the match, but then Becky grabbed the referee and was like, no, don't you stop the match. You know, so that was kind of a cool moment, like a cool dramatic moment for the storyline. Another reason why I kind of think it was a work, because I feel like that was that was kind of like, you know, a nice, it was almost too perfect to where she would be, <laughs> you know, unconscious and then conscious and then grab the referee and be like, no, don't stop the match. I'm like, yeah, uh, okay, this is. Spider you know, senses so- were tingling, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I, this is a work, but damn, it makes for good drama, so yeah. I'm enjoying it. I, I loved it either way. Um, yeah, overall, just great job. Great job by both women. And Kyrie saying on the outside, being super animated and really, you know, just, just, just being that extra element to the matchup on the outside to make you think maybe Becky won't win this because, you know, Kyrie may get involved. Um, so the the deck was really stacked up against Becky, but she came out the victor and she looked great doing it. And like you said, Asuka looked great, you know, in the loss. She looked strong. Becky kind of gave her a nod of like respect at the end too. Like, okay, I see you. I see you. You know, I beat you, but I still respect you and have that healthy respect for you um, that you're you're dangerous to me. So uh, yeah, it was it was great, man. Great great performance by by both women. Well said, man. I got nothing more to add to that. Cool. Well, then let's get into the Royal Rumble matches. The two respective women, the men and the women's thirty women and thirty men battle uh, battle royal or Royal Rumble, I should say. Um, we'll start with the women's Royal Rumble and go from there. So, yeah. um, going in before in, in the weeks leading up to Royal <laughs> Rumble, they were talking about you know. 
10 superstars from Raw, 10 from SmackDown, 10 from NXT. At least that was the rumor. And then it kind of got debunked a little bit. You know, when they were putting the graphics of who was going to be in it, there was no one from NXT. So I think we both were kind of thinking maybe that wasn't going to happen. Or at least I was. I'll speak for myself on this one that I was pretty much thinking there wasn't going to be anyone from NXT anymore. Because they weren't showing anyone in those graphics for Uh, both the men and the women's. So then, you know, number one comes out. It was uh, Alexa Bliss. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. You know, Alexa Bliss being number one. She's a former women's champion. You know, she's probably going to have a long uh, run in the Rumble. That was cool. Then number two comes out, Bianca Belair. And I was like, I literally was shocked. I Man, jumped out of my seat. I was like, me oh. Too. I was like, oh, Bianca. shit. Number two? Yeah. <laughs> and, bro, oh. she looked like a megastar coming out of there. She, she was on that moment. That was a superstar-making performance she had. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. She's a beast, Definitely. bro. She stood out. She had, what, eight eliminations yes. in the in the Set Rumble? the record. The record, well, yeah, we'll talk about the record well, yeah. here in a second because, yeah, that, that, <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting what happened later on. But so, yeah, eight eliminations. She did, was just, she owned it. She owned the moment. The crowd was really buying into her, man. Oh, she got, man. they you know, was all just, cheering. I, I, I was, it, it was just a great look for her, man. Yeah. So, awesome job for Bianca Belair. Um, you know, a couple. Other notable uh, notable ones here. So Lana and Liv Morgan went at it a little bit. Uh, as soon as Liv Morgan got in the ring, Lana was already there. Liv Morgan knocked her out of the matchup. And then Lana uh, was pissed off. She pulled her off of the top turnbuckle, so they eliminated each other. Yep. Um, I thought that was an interesting moment for both of them, for, specifically for Liv Morgan. Also, just as a side. Just real quick, I think they need to change up the aesthetic looks of those uh, oh, those two women on the roster, Liv Morgan and Lana. Because if you're a casual fan and you're just like hopping to watch them, just watching them, you would think Lana, how she's dressed, is the the face care, the good person, and Liv Morgan is the bad person. Just the way how she's dressed alone. Because cause Liv Morgan's in that all black, similar to like a what a maybe a Catwoman outfit. Well, here's the thing. That's what I was just about to say. Is I, I wanted to to see what you thought did you think it was psylocke or black cat from spider-man because i'm trying to figure it out and like the, the rings oh, around man. the leg is definitely psylocke that's 100 percent psylocke oh, man. Yeah, yeah but then the blonde hair with the black cat suit thing that it's so, okay, like we, that so we was on the same wavelength on now yeah yeah i was like that's black cat from spider-man like that's totally black cat so and and Honestly, I actually I dug it. I actually love that look. I, mean, I love or, it. Yeah, I, I'm just, that's saying I'm just that can be confusing to the casual fan. That's like my nitpick. Like to me, I'm not confused because I know like I'm a diehard wrestling fan. But to like to the unknown, they would just think, well, this is a bit confusing. Why she's not the, the good person? She got like the star, almost similar to a Captain Marvel colors from uh yeah yeah. I mean, but I guess as soon as Lana opens her mouth, you you know she's well, yeah, though. yeah. Like if well, you're watching for any for even five minutes, you're gonna get it. That's that's a that's heel. a good point. That's a good you know point. what I'm saying. Yeah, like she came, everyone just stand up and cheer for me. Like okay, I'm no, the this... best wrestler in the entire world. <laughs> like what <laughs> is going on? 
What is happening? I think she even said, like, I'm the best in WWE. Like, she even said WWE. She said, like, WWE or something. I'm like, wait, what? Lana, finish your sentence. Like, what's going on? WWE. Like, come on now. Um, but, yeah, no, she, as soon as Lana starts speaking, you get it. So, I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll push back a little bit on that. I feel like I, I actually loved Lana's um, uh, attire overall. Just, it fits her, um, like, wanting to look like she's the she's everything like she she looks like she might be the best wrestler in all of sports entertainment <laughs> just by the look you know what i'm saying like if you never saw a wrestler wrestle you would say okay she's a superstar right yeah and then she starts wrestling and then she starts talking and you're like oh, oh. she's she's just kind of a, a jerk you know what i'm saying yeah. and and not and she's over embellishing what she actually is so you know i kind of get why they would do that kind of look for her for Liv, I think they're still trying to figure it out, or Liv's still trying to figure it out, because she was doing the whole, um, like, Harley Quinn thing for a little bit, you know, but then her and Alexa Bliss kind of both have similar traits, so to make her a little bit different, maybe they're trying to go with, with this look now, but I, I loved it. I love the look. I just, um, I feel like they're still kind of figuring it out, though, but we'll see. But overall, I mean, I, I, I really loved both of their, their looks in, in the Royal Rumble match, and it, it followed up. They followed that up on Raw too with the same. I think they wore the same exact. They did. They wore same as Rumble. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah. Um, other ones to mention. Let's see. Candice LeRae was in this, which is awesome from NXT. Mia Yim was in it from NXT. Man. Dakota Kai was in. I wish from I was NXT. there to hear her music because in the South, that's like a Southern that that beat right there. That's like yeah. a Southern Houston type of music. So if people were just bumping with that, man, like ah, uh, look yeah. there. Yeah, I'm sure they were loving that, man. Like, you know, as soon as that music hits, anytime I hear I'm it, I'm always going to just like, I'm ah. getting into it. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Um, so it, it was interesting. Uh, Dakota Kai, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. So Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox were both in this, but they didn't, they weren't in it at the same time. Yeah. So for anyone watching NXT, it's kind of like, oh man, I wish, yeah. I wish we could have seen that at least for a moment. And maybe like one of them, just like they did with Lana and um, um, Liv Morgan, yeah. for it to be quick like that, I think I would have accepted that, too, for this this situation as well. To see Dakota Kai and to see Tegan Knox both in the ring for just a moment, and then, you know, they either both get tossed out together or one tosses the other one out. And, you know, it, I know it would be redundant to do it again, but I feel like for any NXT fan, it would have been acceptable because there's no way that they would both last if they're both in the ring at the same time. It would have made sense. Um so, you know, I just wanted to touch on that real quick. But um, <laughs> the Mandy Rose um, uh, situation was so funny. So um, Mandy. Yeah, that caught me Ma- off guard. Man, so Mandy Rose is, you know, she's in the ring. And, of, of course, you know, people that have been watching SmackDown know her and Otis have kind of been a thing recently. So, you know, Mandy Rose, I forget who was about to toss her out, but she had she had fell out over the top rope and onto the outside. And you're thinking, oh, man, she's out. But you can see the crowd. They're kind of like, oh, my God. You know, laughing yeah, and Pointing down, and, pointing. Right. <laughs> like, what's going on? And you see Otis is laying on his back. And Mandy Rose fell on top of Otis. And at first, you're like, where the hell did Otis even come from? How is he laying there? 
So it's just a hilarious sight. And then he does, like, basically body presses her up to a standing position. She stands on Otis, using him as a platform so her feet don't hit the ground and gets back in the ring. Later on, she got tossed out again, but Otis caught her in midair. Um, I think Sonya Deville accidentally hit her um, out. She didn't. Yep, that's what it was. Sonya actually in pre-show had said that if it came down to her and Mandy Rose, she would jump out on her own because she she would let Mandy Rose win because that's the type of friend that that's how deep their friendship goes that she would sacrifice herself for Mandy so you know and when she said that I'm like is she really mean it or is she about to turn on Mandy what what does she mean by that but this was clearly an accident though yeah. she didn't mean to knock her out it set up an, a little story though maybe it would be a rift between a fire and desire because yeah, that's, of yeah, Otis 100% 100%. I think that's what's about to happen. Yeah. I am rooting for this Manny Rose. I am too. Otis hard. relationship. Like, just come on. We yes. all want to see it. <laughs> yes. I <laughs> want them to, to go with that. I don't want her to be using Otis. I want her to legitimately yes. like be in a thing with him. I think that would be so cool. It would, And she could be a face with that too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Man, and she also looked like a superstar too, just in her presence overall. It was a slightly different attire she had. She had her hair done a different way, and she just when I see her, she looks the part. It's kind of similar to Lana, where they both look like superstars, but the difference is, I feel like Mandy Rose's wrestling has caught up, and now she's starting to actually perform the part as well. So just a little bit more uh, refinement. A little bit more time on the microphone. And I feel like Mandy Rose really could be, you know, a superstar in that women's division. But, um, yeah, man, I'm rooting for that. (laughs) I was wondering if we was going to get any more segments with Mandy Rose and Otis. Because I didn't didn't really get anything from the go-home show for SmackDown. I was like, oh, man, you know, that kind of got me down a little bit. I was expecting a little Otis and Mandy Rose action, but that didn't happen. But here we we had an unpredictable moment. I'm seeing Manny Rose rolling out, and I'm like, oh, yep, like you said, she's out. <laughs> it did. They just shoot right to the camera, and bam, they're right there. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm, I'm like, I'm laughing. I'm like, oh, this is great. This is awesome. This is perfect because this is like like such a, a feel-good moment right there. Yeah. Yeah, man. It was it was awesome. It was an awesome moment. Definitely one of the highlights of the, the show overall. Um, let's see. Naomi made her return for, after a she long hiatus. From too. that pop was huge. Yeah. It was huge. They were really all about Naomi coming back, so that was awesome. Um, we had NXT UK superstar Tony Storm show up in the matchup, which was awesome. Um, then a couple ones that I did not expect at all, like Chelsea Green was there. Uh, right. Zia Lee was there. Yeah. Shotsky, Shotsky Blackheart was there. Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez was there. Like, there were so many. I mean, if I count this out right, let me see. 12. Uh, I counted. 12 NXT or you count NXT UK? I, I counted, including UK. That's 12. Okay, so which was just Tony Storm, basically. So 12. Yeah. So it ended up being 12. They had the almost nearly half. Charge. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, I, I'm with it. That, that was great to see them have that kind of yeah, showing man. it at a Royal Rumble. That just so shows awesome. you how the, just the talent is for the women's division, NXT. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's deep. And, and pretty much all of the women that showed up, 
you know, for NXT, from the NXT side, looked like superstars. I'll say there a couple of them, like Zia Lee, I almost forgot she was there, to be yeah. honest with you. You know, like, she still has a little bit of ways to go. Her wrestling is, is good, but I feel like she can sometimes be a little bit out of control with the martial arts. Like, she had that one... Uh, almost disastrous kick that she what was the Aaliyah when she kicked her in the face and her nose exploded basically oh my god that was scary it was, <laughs> it, was it ended up being at work though it was yeah that was what she bleeding though no 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 that that was that was all work she they they needed to take her out because I think she was going to uh, what was it I forgot but I remember hearing the story on that though or reading the really? story really yeah wow, and the, I, was, wow. I was surprised about it I'm like oh shit that was a good one Cause it got me, yeah. huh? Because the towel, I swear they there was like a towel there, and they used the towel to catch the blood. And, and I mean that that was well. If it was a work man, well done, <laughs> bravo. Because you got me. Because everything that they did, it looked like she had li- she really injured um, uh, Leah on that move. But okay, that that's is what it is, man. Great job to them. Um, let's see who else. Man, I'm, shout I'm saving out to Phoenix because. That's who I was the trying to remember. Toughest woman yeah. in, in that Royal Rumble was I, is Beth Phoenix. She get that award because I well, guess she caught a cut on the back of her head when she hit her head on the top of the, what was it, the post? Yeah, she was trying to sell, um, it was Bianca Belair had had her on the top That's right, yep. And she punched her in the chest and uh, Beth Phoenix tried to sell the punch and she, she flung her head back. But she was really close to that, to, uh, the post. And she caught the corner of the post on the back of her head. And you can see her, too. She was like, oh, like she, you yeah. know, like, like just even the ref came over there real quick just to check up on her. But jumped I guess up it looked and good, on her. But you saw gradually, you know, on the back of her head, gradually you saw, you know, the, you know, her hair is turning red. She became Becky Lynch mid <laughs> mid uh, match, you know, and like for the rest of the night, you know, she yeah, had red man. hair instead of blonde. She, it that was crazy. just made her look like a badass though, because she was. It did not slow her down. I tell you that she kept going. Yeah, she kept going. You know, I, I was getting nervous for her because I was like, "This is a lot of blood, guys." Like, I don't know. We need to do something. Like, really, no one's concerned about this. Yeah, they need to stop this bleeding. Like, this is just her hair was soaked. It was oh, soaked man. with blood. It was. It was. That's yes. It bit scary. I'm like, really? No, no refs are gonna congregate. Nothing. Like, how much blood does she have to lose I, before she gets some help? Like, I have a roll out on? the bottom of the ring, just right. the, under the rope, so she, just a quick checkup. Yeah. Okay. Man. Um, so yeah, that was that was nuts. Um, let's see. There was another one I wanted to mention before we got to number thirty. Which was the biggest one of the night. Well, <laughs> so Santina Morella had a had a return. Uh, uh, kind of a funny moment. Um, in that spot there, Santina was in the ring. And, and Beth Phoenix, I guess Santina Morella and Beth Phoenix have a history. Um, I think Sant- Santina had tossed uh, Beth Phoenix out of a, of a rumble match at one point. Or a battle royal of some sort. I don't remember which one. I just know th- they were talking about it during the card. So that was kind of funny. And then uh, Natalia was was standing across from him as well. So then he's in between. Or uh, Santina. Because it's Santino Morella. But uh, Santina is standing there. And you know looking at the both of them. And <laughs> she's like well okay. And pulls out the, the Cobra. Um, you know, puts on the Cobra, kind of looks like she's about to attack Beth Phoenix, and uh, Beth Phoenix does not back down, does not flinch. 
Uh, so, you know, Zantina's looking around. She's like, you know what? Okay, I, I see where this is going. So let me go ahead and take myself out. Gave herself the Cobra, threw herself over the top rope, and that was the end. It was really short-lived, but it was a fun moment. Um, I feel like, do you think that was the replacement for Sasha? Because like we said, Sasha was not in this matchup. So I, I don't know. That, that was, felt to like me, it was okay, but I felt like it was a waste, though. You could have got an actual woman in there. Yeah, I just you know feel- what it was. It was a fun moment, but I did have that feeling that we wasted a spot. You know yeah. that you, we could have found somebody else, another woman to put in there, because um, Santina is just kind of a joke moment for the for the match. And yeah, yeah there 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 had to have been somebody else that they could have put in there for that spot. Um, even with Sasha out of it, you know, just to give someone else a moment, especially that late into the into the Rumble too at 29. Maybe if it was earlier on, you know, you wouldn't really feel as kind of like, you know, disappointed in, in that use of the spot. But I I agree. Like at the end of it, I was thinking to myself, hmm, you, there there had to be somebody. There had to be somebody that we could have thrown in there that would have just made it more more worthwhile. Um, you know, there was, yeah, yeah, some of it, I think, is limited of, by injury. Women though. at your disposal, like anybody. Yeah, but as I'm thinking about like Ruby the, Riot. The, well, so that's where I'm getting at. I feel like we don't know, though, is Ruby Riot healthy enough to compete yet? You know, Ember Moon is another person I, I think about. But, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's just even though I'm thinking the same way you are. If you really think about who they could potentially put in there, the names that immediately pop to mind are ones that, you know, is people that's hurt. Now, Rhea Ripley, potentially, right? Like, do you do you throw her into this? You know, that would have been cool to see her in the Rumble. I thought that would have been perfect. because You know what? Let's just talk about that, about the end, about Charlotte. Well, let's get, okay, so, so past, <laughs> past Santina Morella, uh, yeah. because I'm, I'm trying to see who else. Okay, so... Leading into where we're about to go, we had Shotzi Blackheart in the match. At this point, already, I'm thinking, okay, you've got all these NXT superstars. And now you have Shotzi Shotzi Blackheart, who has, you know, she was in the NXT Battle Royal, Mm -hmm. which was similar. There's somebody out there who has payback probably on their minds for Shotzi. And sure enough, number 30, it happened. Shayna Baszler ended up being number 30. So, leading into what you're about to say. So, where where were you going from there? I was just saying that, you know, I think they they had a real opportunity. I don't know about Shayna Baszler going over. I don't think I would have did that. I think I would have used Rhea Ripley and, and set up. Call it fantasy booking, but I think the perfect match you can do is Becky Lynch and Rhea Ripley. For, for Mania? Yeah, for Mania. I think just the way there, just the way Becky Lynch, she's the face of of the company of WWE. She's been on this upper trajectory now, and you have Rhea Ripley, somewhat of a similar, somewhat of similar, you know, starting to become the face of uh, NXT and really on an upward trajectory. And they and they did. Well, they didn't. They they didn't have any, you know, any face to face moments, nothing like that. But I think they had a perfect opportunity right here, though. Yeah, I mean, so the the person we're also omitting here is that number seventeen, Charlotte Flair, came into the into the matchup too. And this was, you know, when we were talking about who we thought was going to win this 
matchup. We we tried to find a name other than Charlotte Flair. And at the time, again, we didn't think NXT was going to be a part of this. <laughs> Shayna Baszler on NXT television was talking about she wanted to be a three-time NXT Women's Champion. So using that information, you're thinking, well, Shayna's not going to be in it. She's not going to leave NXT and go on to you know Raw or SmackDown to go to WrestleMania if she's talking about being you know, a three-time NXT Women's Champion. So the logic there was, you know, it, it's it kind of seems like maybe Charlotte Flair because the all of the buildup they did for Charlotte and you're looking at the field when it comes to the Raw and SmackDown talent, it just didn't make sense for any of them to go over Charlotte. So we had both picked Charlotte. But once this all started happening, I'm like, man, Shayna Baszler then, she's in it now. And, and, and Charlotte's there. I, I'm thinking Shayna's going to win. Now, to your point, putting Rhea Ripley in there and having Rhea Ripley versus Becky Lynch, I can see the logic for that. Um, I would, I honestly, though, looking at it, Shayna Baszler is the match that I would make. You know, Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch because you have the story built in already. I mean, Shayna Baszler, you know, won that matchup at Survivor Series. You know, and then Becky but when Lynch. When you think about it, is that a WrestleMania matchup, though? I think it is absolutely. You know, it's 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 definitely a WrestleMania matchup because one, it's Becky Lynch, the face of the company, mm-hmm. and she talks about having debts to collect. Well, you have Shayna Baszler, the best, fr- well, one of the friends of Ronda Rousey, you know, and you had the promo that she was cutting saying, "I'm not Ronda Rousey," and they had that face to face for Survivor Series, and she she won that matchup. You know, in that triple threat between her and Bailey and 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 Becky. So I feel like Shayna, you know, has momentum, you know, even though, you know, she just lost the NXT Women's Championship to Rhea Ripley. But overall, when it comes to the WWE side, she could come in and immediately say, hey, you haven't beaten me. You know, like that's 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 the trend. That's what Rhea Ripley did to her. That's true. And you, you've been doing all this and dominating all these people, but you haven't beaten me. And here comes Shayna Baszler and she can say the same thing. I was in a match with you and Bailey, you know, two of the four quote unquote horse women around here and I beat both of you. So this as far as I'm concerned, you know, I'm I'm the queen here. Like I'm the main, you know, superstar here and and you know you haven't beaten me. So I, I, I see a great build potentially for that matchup at WrestleMania. Um you know and that that's how I would have booked it just because again you have the story built in. I feel like you have to pay that off. Because Bailey or sorry Becky took it a certain type of way because at the end of that matchup, if you recall, that's true. Becky attacked Shayna and she stood over Shayna holding her belt. Yeah. Still talking smack. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. That's, uh, that's possibly what we can be building too. Yeah. And so let's get right into it. So the last two, the final two ended up being Charlotte versus Shayna Baszler. Now at this point, I'm going to ask you, who did you think was going to win once it got down to those two? Charlotte, okay. no question, yeah. Charlotte. As soon as it okay. came down to those, I'm like, it's Charlotte. I, I know. Like, they yes. can tease me if they want to, but it's Charlotte in the end. Because it's Charlotte. <laughs> I I thought they were not going to have... Once, because I think, again, when we were talking about this beforehand, I think what I was saying is, if you were going to have Shayna or Ronda there... Like I would, I, if we knew they were going to be in the match, that's who I'd be picking because I feel like that's where this is leading to. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't have picked Charlotte, but because we didn't think they were going to be there, I picked Charlotte. Now seeing them, the last two, I really thought Shayna was going to win that match. I really thought that Shayna was going to find a way to toss her out, and that because now the the whole feeling is okay, are we going to get a repeat 
of this matchup that we've seen so many times. Charlotte versus Becky. Like, I was rooting against that. Yeah. I was you know, we, that's wanting. That's what we said. That's, that was yeah. the reasons why we was like, we were hesitating, hesitating to say Charlotte because we exactly. already been down this road We've many times this. before. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you're thinking there is no way. Like, are you serious? Vince is really going to have this happen again? So, you know, I was thinking it was going to be Shayna Baszler. And I was surprised. I was I was shocked that Charlotte, not I shouldn't say shocked, but I was I was surprised that Charlotte ended up winning the matchup at the end. And the, the prediction came true that Charlotte ended up winning, um, even with all the NXT talent there and, and Shayna Baszler there, you know, and she was the one that tossed out Bianca Belair um, as well after Bianca's uh, um, uh, great showing in this whole thing, which, by the way, we talked about the record. So Bianca Belair had eight, but Shayna Baszler came in, eliminated eight people in like three minutes. Like yeah. it just felt like it I was like, really? You know, I, was, I was a little bit mad about I'll that. Be too, I was a little bit mad. Me too. I was. I was like, like, I don't know if that's a Triple H move or a Vince yeah. move right there, but I don't oh, like no. the way that shit smells. <laughs> well, because they 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 were talking about Bianca Belair, and it took her so much time to get the eight. Damn, like, oh, almost yeah, thirty minutes, bro. She she was yeah. in there for almost thirty minutes putting in work. She she was you know she's in phenomenal shape to do that. But right, doing eight and thirty minutes that was a hell of accomplishment right there. And then you know basically, Baszler does it in a, in a quarter of that time. Not even, not even like ten percent of that time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It took it yeah felt like three minutes. It felt like she got in yeah. and she was just flinging people out yeah. the ring left and right. So you know, it was what it, I, I I didn't like the fact that she that she tied her and now they both have the record. It's like ah, uh, you could have just let Bianca have that to herself and Shayna still look strong and take out a bunch of people. So, but if know, they but, gave Baszler a, it's, I, I have a reason they're going to be mentioning that for her because I think they're going to are, are going to do a story between Baszler and Becky Lynch. So. I guess we can we can get into that. Oh, real quick though, um, before we do get into the predictions around like these WrestleMania matches, um, when Charlotte threw out uh, Bianca Belair, I couldn't help but think of Dark Souls and like how in that video game when you die, you kind of like lose all your your loot or whatever. It kind of felt like Charlotte beat beating Bianca. It took all of what Bianca had been working up and all the 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 like kudos and goodwill and kind of like shifted over to Charlotte like Charlotte took over all the accolades that Bianca had just worked 30 minutes to get and put it on herself and like consumed all of that and I'm like man she's she's gonna be unstoppable now like she just beat the person who took out eight people now she's just you know the all that momentum now shifts over to to Charlotte and I know I just couldn't help but but think of that it was just kind of a a, a just a, a moment that I had during this matchup. I'm like, wow. It's like she just took all that stuff. From her. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just crazy. Yeah. But, I felt um, like, man, she just knocked the wind all out of my system when when she tossed out uh, Bianca Belair, man, and stared the yeah, dog it, shit out of her, too. Just staring. Just I was like, yeah. damn. <laughs> yeah. She did. And she was real proud of that. Yeah, she was, she was man. Kind of posing. <laughs> you know, milking all that. I'm like, man, you just took all her momentum like wow okay all right but you know it was what it was so charlotte ended up coming out on top so this leads to the 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 wonder of now who is she going to take on at wrestlemania so i think it sounds like we're on the same page here that 
I don't think Charlotte is going to choose Becky. No. I think Charlotte is going to choose Bailey or whoever the SmackDown champion ends up being at that time. Mm-hmm. I think that's the route that they're going to go. And I think Shayna is still going to go up against Becky Lynch. Yep. I think that that match is going to happen. So it sounds like that's what you're thinking, too. Yeah, same here, man. I think, you know, just the way we was breaking down the World Rumble, it, it seems it seems logically that's the next step right there. Because you, you gave Shayna Baszler the same amount of eliminations as Bianca Belair, but in, you know, a tenth of that time of what she did. You know, so I'm like, you guys are probably going to talk about that. It'd be a good, nice little accolade for her to have that going against Becky. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. And I I feel like the only other thing that would make sense is if, you know, again, we keep talking about Ronda Rousey and the more time goes by, the less likely it seems it's going to happen. But, you know, if Ronda Rousey was to make her return, you know, that would make, you know, for an interesting thing if Ronda Rousey were to challenge Becky. Still, I, I don't think Charlotte, you know, ends up, you know, going against Becky. I feel like they're, they're just going to have to go away from that. They can't go back to that. Um, I damn sure don't want to see another triple threat match. I don't want oh, them to do, man. you know, Ronda, uh, Becky, Charlotte, too. Oh, hell no. Like, I don't want to see that. Ooh, and I don't, don't want to see that. Yeah. And I don't want to see Shayna replace her. In that triple threat and have it be Charlotte versus Shayna versus Becky. We cannot have that. They have to do a one-on-one match. Yeah. Yeah. You did it last year. Okay, fine. But you can't do that two years in a row. You just can't. You can't. Um, So that's that's hopefully, you know, where we're leading towards, you know, Charlotte challenging for the SmackDown championship. And Becky getting, I guess, either Charlotte or, or, sorry, Becky getting either uh, Shayna or Ronda Rousey. I think one of those two would be the, an awesome next uh, um, matchup for her at uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah, man. Because uh, you know what? Let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. Do you think that would? Because we was just talking about Ronda Rousey, and it just hit me. Like literally, I was about to say something else, but it just like lightning just struck my brain. <laughs> Do you think? Ronda Rousey will use that opportunity to come back and basically help Shayna Baszler get the title off Becky. No, you don't think they'll don't. do that. No, I, I think if they if they went up against each other at Mania, I think it's going to be clean. Um, I don't think Ronda will make an appearance there. I think uh, you know, honestly, think if 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 that happened, maybe like the night after. Um, WrestleMania, mm-hmm. maybe that would be a thing that maybe that's when she would show up. Um, maybe she's. I, I just feel like it would take attention away from the matchup and turn it into something else. And I don't think they would want to do that at Mania, um, before Mania to to use it to help build up the matchup. Sure, but at Mania, right then and there, hey, Ronda Rousey's back, and she, you know, you know, helps. Shayna win and 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 a heel turn or whatever. I don't I don't see it. I don't see that happening. But you know, it, I wouldn't completely rule it out. I just I probably I'd go if, if if I were betting on that I would I would bet against it. You know what I'm saying? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't you know like the odds of that happening. Mm-hmm. But you know anything's possible in WWE. Yeah, don't put don't put any idea past them because they'll just might do it. 
Yeah. Yep, yep. All right, so that'll do it for the women's Royal Rumble. Let's transition over to the men's Royal Rumble. Um, so this this was quite this was something. Um, the men's Royal Rumble featured yeah, Brock Lesnar <laughs> as the number one entrant in the Royal Rumble. Uh, the I guess they're they're calling it the first time ever the WWE champion has willingly been you know selected the number one spot in the Royal Rumble. Um, and I think we were talking about how Roman Reigns at one point he was the, his championship was on the line and he was number one in the Royal Rumble at one point as well. But he lost. He the te- first of all the championship was on the line, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, he, he I think he lost to Triple H. I think Triple H was the one that beat him for the for the title in that Rumble matchup. But um, yeah, so this was this was it was different. You know, I, I had mixed emotions around this scenario um brock being in there on one side of my, my brain i'm thinking this is this is kind of interesting just you know brock is a beast and so i guess i could believe that this would happen right that that one after another you know superstars would show up and brock would just toss them out left and right like he would just dominate you know i think it was 15 guys is that what they said 15 eliminations or no 13 that, that, okay 13 eliminations. tied the record so thirteen eliminations, uh, one after another. You know, he eliminated. No, guy I think he broke guy. the record. He might have broke the record. I, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they would have given him that record, right? Um, but anyway, you know, I'm not surprised that it's possible. But the other side of my brain is like, man, you're kind of ruining the rumble. Like, you're kind of ruining what the rumble usually is about where again we talk about like oh you know it's cool to see these different matchups and cool to see these surprises and for a moment there i'm like man is the whole rumble gonna be like this and we're gonna get to the very end and brock is there with the last guy and then he gets tossed out or something like it's kind of a weird dynamic overall so i don't know i was i was very conflicted during that that you know, opening part of the Royal Rumble. When Elias got tossed out because he was number two, you know, and he had the song and Brock just chased him down and, and you know, <laughs> it was it was a funny scene. Man, too, he was like, enough know. of this shit. And Elias was like, oh shit. <laughs> it looked very real. Right. It looked very real. It looked like Brock was just like, I'm going off script and I'm going to just chase them. And Elias was like, oh shit, what's happening right now? And he was literally running away from was, Brock Lesnar, full speed running oh, away from Brock Lesnar. Got Brock the ring beat and beat his ass. I'm like, oh my yeah. god, Elias. Got the guitar, slammed it over his back, tossed him out. Done. Then you had Eric Rowan. He got clothesline right over the top yeah. rope immediately. Real done. Cool. Yep. Robert Roode, I think he took an F five. Done. John Morrison tried to kick him in the gut. They both kind of simultaneously kicked each other. Yeah. But Brock being Brock, it was suplexed <laughs> him over the rope. <laughs> suplexed him immediately, gone, done. Then Kofi Kingston got in. Yeah. And I said, Oh, Okay, yep. this is a little bit yep. more interesting. You know, so Kofi got in there, a little bit of payback for Brock elimin- or taking his belt in record time. I think it was seven seconds. Um, so they got in the ring, and they, Kofi lasted a little bit longer. Yeah. I think they have here five minutes. is Five minutes and six seconds is how long Kofi lasted. But Rey Mysterio also came out there, too, who was, who was another guy who's had problems with Brock Lesnar, you know, what he did to his son Dominic. Yeah, and so. Just a personal, good personal uh, uh, reasons why both guys have beef yeah. with Brock Lesnar. Uh, but he was cool. But no, they. Oh, and then Big E. Sorry, Big E came out as well, 
And I'm like, three guys? And Big E's getting them, you know, he's rallying them both. He's saying, come on, guys. We got to, you know, work together. Let's do this. We got this. Let's do this. Let's do this. And he's hopping them up. And at first, it was looking decent, you know. Yeah, Kofi hit Trouble in Paradise. Get the 619. Uh, the big ending from Big E. But then Brock said, no, nah, I'm, I'm done. Almost, almost Fiend-esque. And just stopped. Oh, name it, fiend asked, it was something else, man. He just went like, I'm about to go Thanos on y'all ass. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> you know what? During this whole thing, that's what I was thinking. He's like Thanos in this thing, yes, man. Because you know how like, in the beginning I, of the fight between Incredible Hulk and Thanos, and Hulk comes in straight just putting in work, straight punching him, and then... I think his henchman's about to come in, and the leader of the henchman is like, no, nah, no, nah, just let, let Thanos have his fun. I'm like, let Thanos have his fun? Bro, it's the Hulk. What are you talking about? Right. Help right. him. And then, <laughs> <laughs> basically, Thanos start, start playing around and destroyed the Hulk in 2.5 seconds. Yeah. And this is exactly what happened with them. Yep. That was that was Brock. That was Brock versus Kofi Kingston, Big E, and Rey Mysterio. He just said, "Enough is enough. I'm I'm done playing with you guys." <laughs> it just eliminated all three of those guys in record time, yeah. and it was it was it was hard, man. It was hard to watch. I'm like, wow, like what is happening right now, man? I like, I enjoyed it. I, I was uh, literally enjoying this. I'm like, wow. And then Paul Heyman occasionally throwing him the the title so he could talk, you know, showboated around the ring, which was cool, just making a statement like, I'm the WWE champion. I'm like, man, you know what? All right, because Brock was putting in work. He literally got exhausted by the time Ricochet came out, man. He was tired. He was tired, man. You could see it. Um, You know, he had, who else came out? Cesaro came out. He made pretty much quick work of him, 18 seconds. Shelton Benjamin Uh, came out. That was interesting. That was. I enjoyed that. Dude, the both of them went to the University of Minnesota. They were, you know, friends. They they went to school together. Both wrestled together and came in the WWE basically at the same time. The Minnesota Wrecking Crew, you know, was their team. And you know, he gives Shelton gives Heyman a hug. Heyman's like, "It's great to see you." And Shelton went in the ring, and Brock gave Shelton a hug. You know, and they were both kind of like waiting for the next uh, competitor. They were. It made it seem like they were going to work together. To, to eliminate guys, and then Brock just kind of side-eye looked at him like, nah, just kidding. <laughs> it just took him out. Too. Yeah. Man, 37 seconds in the ring. Sheldon Benjamin was gone. Sheldon For a second, looking. I thought he was going to take his help. Like, this is smart. Maybe he need a breather, you know, have, yeah. you know, because they do have history. It used to be a tag team in OVW, basically like the precursor before uh, NXT. And... And I'm thinking, okay, yeah, this is this is smart for Brock. And he was like, man, bump that. I'm I'm the beast. And just had that look in his eye and did, literally just destroyed Shelton. Yeah. <laughs> and laughed at him yes. too at that. Yeah. He's like, gotta be smart. Gotta be right. smart. <laughs> gotta be smart. <laughs> oh man, Brock got rid of him. Brock was having fun out there, bro. He was. He was. Um Shinsuke Nakamura went out there, hit him with a flying kick, but then Brock just tossed him out too. 20 seconds gone. Uh, and it was funny too because um, Sami Zayn came out with them, but then Sami Zayn kind of backed up. It's like Shinsuke was still moving forward, but you know, Sami Zayn went like halfway down the ramp 
And then all of a sudden, you just see Sami Zayn moving backwards yeah. and like leaving Shinsuke on his own. And I'm like, wait a minute, Sami. And I forget which announcer, you know, said it, but they were like, see, Sami knows. Oh, that was Booker T. See, that he's like, that's why Sami Zayn's walking backwards right now because he knows the truth. He knows that Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> has no chance. That's why he's leaving right now. I'm like, oh my God. Oh, man. So that was good. That was funny. Yeah. And then the one surprise return oh, that yeah. happened um, Montel Vontavious Porter, better known as MVP made his return. This was funny too because Brock was dancing. It was almost uh, like uh Brock with the boombox. Yes, the you know, Brock like, party. The Brock party. <laughs> yeah. He was dancing to MVP's theme music. So that was pretty funny. Um yeah, MVP got in the ring and yeah, it was it was short work, man. Twenty four seconds. He got rid of him too. Then and after this we, lucky number thirteen. Go ahead. Thirteen. Bro. Man Bask in his glory. Bask Keith in his glory. Showed up. Now, this is where, Proud though. pop on this, bro. Oh, oh my God. They, I, they came alive they on this. They popped huge. I Again, I was not expecting NXT to have a presence, really, in, in either Rumble. But, you know, after the Women's Royal Rumble, we saw the NXT presence. You're thinking, okay, who is it going to be from the men's side? And yeah, Keith Lee showed up. The crowd loved it. The the crowd was chanting, "Oh, basking his yes. glory." And you saw even Brock looking like, "Who's this big dude right here? Who's this guy?" Looking at Paul like, "Who's this guy?" Um, and so they're standing across from each other. Brock showed him a little bit of like respect, like sizing him up, like, "Huh, okay, okay." And then yeah, Keith Lee man had a it was it was short, but he had a good showing overall. He Dude. knocked Brock down to his back. He was fast, agile. Uh, I like Brock's really response. How when basically uh, not MVP, but Keith Lee music hit, and he looked at him, he's like, "Oh, big boy!" <laughs> he's like he read his lips. He clearly said right. that. I was like, "Oh, shit. Right. he was literally surprised because." I'm thinking Brock being Brock, he don't know the order coming through. You know, he's not in yeah. the pre-production meeting. It's talking about all right, uh, Elias coming out, then you know, uh, Eric Rowan, whatever. He doesn't know which order, so he's probably legit, legitimately surprised who's coming out. And then he sees yeah. Keith Lee. He was like, "Oh, big boy!" <laughs> so that was a Dude. great look from him, man. It was. It was. And then, so they hit a double clothesline on each other. And then uh, the next person that came out was Braun Strowman. At this point in the match, you're thinking, okay, if anybody is going to eliminate Brock, it's these two guys. It's Keith Lee and Braun Strowman together. If they work together, this is going to happen. But, of course, Braun Strowman ruins everything. <laughs> they, they they just, they need to book Braun Strowman smarter than this, man. Like, come on, you got, you know what the game is. We got to get yeah. Brock Lesnar out of this match, but no. He wants to have a match with Keith Lee. That's all you're going to say, man. Get these hands. Right. Come on, man. Be smart. Two-two train. Let's go. He went after Brock and he went after Keith Lee. And I'm yelling at the TV, what are you doing right now? Are you stupid? Like, what's wrong with you? I was so mad at Braun, man. I really was. Because Keith Lee was having a good showing against Brock. And then here he comes. And instead of working with Keith Lee to get rid of Brock, he goes and attacks Keith Lee and Brock. Then when Keith Lee is outside the ring... He rose outside the ring instead of just staying on Brock. Even Corey Graves pointed out. He was like, what is he doing? That's stupid. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. He was not thinking at all, oh, man. man. And, like, just just Braun. I, I love Braun. Like, he's just such a, like, like his character, his, his size, his speed, his, his everything. His presence is great. But the booking on him has just been so piss poor. Crowd is still like, with him, though. Though they're still with yeah. him. Yeah, they're still with him. And, you know, it looks like. 
the Intercontinental Championship is going to be his. Yeah, yeah. He's going to have to predict that now. Yeah, he's going to win that. Oh, my God. They better not mess that up. They better not. But, yeah, he's going to win the championship and well-deserved. It's about time to get something. And that belt will look great with him, you know, on his waist or on his shoulder. However, you know, he's going to wear that thing because he's a big boy. But, um, yeah, man, this moment right here, I was was mad. I was mad at him. I'm like, come on. And then they, they ended up both getting eliminated. And when that happened, I'm just like, well, this is over. Like he, Rock is gonna end up winning this matchup the way this is going because if Keith Lee yeah. and and Braun Strowman together couldn't do it, how are you gonna make this make sense? Well, so then we had Ricochet come out, and yeah. after seeing Keith Lee and Braun get <laughs> tossed, you're like, no, nah. like, yeah, I'm like, what Ricochet gonna do? What the hell is Ricochet <laughs> gonna do? Like this is just come on, this is what you are wrong the other week, man. <laughs> Seriously, like this isn't gonna happen. Oh, you know. Ricochet, you know, again, he's he's trying to survive, man, just like doing his thing. But then Drew McIntyre showed up. Drew McIntyre. Now, when he showed up, I'm thinking to myself, okay, this is the moment of truth. Yes. If Drew McIntyre gets eliminated, I'm gonna be real <laughs> mad and I might just stop watching this pay-per-view. Like if he just No, I was like, I was saying if he was gonna get eliminated by Roman Reigns like in the final, because I'm like, if it's gonna come down to the final, he gets eliminated eliminated by Roman Reigns. I was, that's how I was playing in my head, I'm gonna be pissed. So well we'll get to we'll get to that in a little bit, but just sticking with the the Brock Drew situation. So uh yeah, Brock and Drew, you know, stare down. Drew's like, I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. So it was just, you know, you get this moment of the two of them and Drew, man, him looking at Brock, dude, I'm like, wow, Drew looks bigger than Brock. Yeah. Kind of crazy. I said he looks taller. Like he's yeah, definitely taller. He, Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, it, it, he looks like a guy that could actually take on Brock Lesnar. Hang with him. And what's I that? I say hang with him as well, man. Yeah. Like, he can go, like, blow for blow with him. Well, and Brock gave him respect, too. Like, he took off the gloves, and he's looking at him, and he's like, okay, I'm you know, <laughs> big mf Like, here we go. Like, you want this? Let's go. So, you know, he's taking off his gloves. He's taking a couple step backs, getting ready. And then Ricochet low blows, kicks Brock straight in the balls um, from behind, and then Brock just leans over. And I was thinking through this whole match, like that's what somebody's gonna need to do. Probably is give him a low blow because that's his weakness. Yeah. Everybody, Seth yep. Rollins when he low, low blows, blows. <laughs> that was it. That was it, right? So that's his weakness, man. That's every man's. Weakness. Yeah, it, that shit you know, hurt, man. Because when it hits you, that that's, shit that's, goes that's, all the way up into your stomach. Like it's, just, it's, it's a terrible feeling. <laughs> That's, that's the ultimate heel move, basically. Yeah. As far as I'm that's concerned, a fatality move heel. for any bro. Right? Like, <laughs> yeah. <fatality>. right. <laughs> Finish him. Oh. <laughs> so, uh. You know, Ricochet did that, and then Drew McIntyre took advantage. Claymore Brock Lesnar out the ring, and Brock Lesnar was gone. After eliminating 13 guys, Brock Lesnar was out. And after that, uh, I love this part. He did not look away from Brock Lesnar as he yeah. when he eliminated him he continued to look at him just right stare and at even him. he he flung Ricochet over the top rope which that too was crazy yeah. just how he just threw a grown man like that over the top rope and he was spinning around and I'm like what is this so you know he flung him and and then he went right back to looking at Brock so you know elimination look at Brock elimination look at Brock um, it was it was it was pretty cool. He did the same thing with the Miz. Miz was in there thirty seconds. Drew McIntyre eliminated the Miz oh and then went right back to Brock. Like 
you, yeah, I eliminated you. I'm not forgetting you. You know, you got what I want, basically. I'm like, okay, all right. I like where this is going. Um, you know, AJ Styles came out, and then he stuck around for a little bit. Um, so he was there for about seven and a half minutes. You know, you had Dolph Ziggler. By the way, I think Carl- he legit hurt himself, too. Uh, AJ Styles, it looked like I feel a like shoulder that elimination injury. wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, it looked like a it shoulder did. injury. Uh, he's okay. going to be out for a few months. Oh, wow. That sucks. Yep. That sucks. Okay, so he's probably going to... Well, we'll see if he makes WrestleMania, but I now it yeah, doesn't yeah. sound like he will. That sucks. Because, um, yeah, it was weird because AJ Styles, we'll talk about his elimination in a little bit, but, you know, he got eliminated and... Uh, What's their names? Um, uh, Anderson and Gallows mm-hmm. were in it longer than him. Yeah. Like, once he was gone, I'm like, wait a minute. This is kind of weird booking. Like, I would think it'd be the opposite. Exactly. That you would Leader of lose the Gallows and Anderson first. Yeah. So, you know, that was interesting. But, you know, so you had them. Um, gosh, I'm so we get Dolph. We had Carl. Then number 21. This is one of the greatest moments ever in wrestling. I think you know me. Man, when that music hit, and you know what? I did hear some rumors potentially about a return for Edge to the to the ring, but they never said you know if that could happen. And nine years ago, you know, Edge was ruled uh, medically; he, he was never cleared to to wrestle. They said he would never wrestle again. It was a career-ending injury uh, after he had had uh, surgery on his neck. And um, you know, you're thinking this is done. Nine years it's been since we saw Edge. Period. And for that music to hit, which is one of my top yes. three entrance themes yes. ever, is. you know, maybe higher. Honestly, the more I hear it, I'm like, man, I just love that entrance theme. I love the entrance. I was humming it before we even got into the session, just to let you know, because because I, I got it in the background. I got Royal Rumble in the background, so it just got me in the mood because I, I I miss hearing that song, man. Yeah. Like him, Jericho, you know, those two songs, you know, were always two of my favorites. And, you know, there's there's a couple others up there, but Edge's theme was awesome. And Edge, too, as a competitor, was just always like, I mean, he's the ultimate opportunist. You know, he's the like the OG money in the bank. I'm a cash in on you out of nowhere kind of got to get the belt and just he had a phenomenal career. And to see it end the way it did just abruptly like that, man, was just like, wow. It's a heartbroken like, like retirement speech. Yeah, I remember him like know. coming to tears, man. Yeah, he's it, it. It was something, man. It hit it hit a lot of people, you know, hard when he had to retire. But this return, man, and you could see it in his eyes when he you came out there. Face, man. The he was he was emotional. Yes. He was emotional coming out there. Like that was real. You know, I really believe, felt like, that, man. The, the, like the crowd can still cheer. They know me or something like that. Like he was just shocked by all of that. Yeah, yeah, it just one just like I'm doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, getting in the ring yeah. again. I'm living my 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 dream. I again, you know, like it's just it's it's crazy, you know. So that was a surreal moment. It was an awesome moment, um, you know. And again, and when the pyro went off too, oh, that kind of sealed it for me. <laughs> that his pyro, him and like Batista, yes. I want to say when it comes to pyro, is just some of the best entrance pyro ever also it just gets you so hyped seeing it go off especially at pay-per-views and the russell well if they going off of raw sounds like we are gonna see him at mania um so that wrestlemania entrance i cannot wait to see that um you know it's gonna be awesome but um yeah raw rumble just seeing edge it was awesome i was just again one of the greatest moments 
I've ever been, you know, been able to witness in wrestling, period. Obviously, just seeing the return of Edge, you know, and, you know, he's got a little bit of gray hair in his chin. And I like the look, actually. Um, he's in phenomenal shape overall. You know, he's got Probably some of the best shape he's been ever in his life. Yeah, he, man. You know, he was he was alluding to that tonight on Raw. So or not tonight, on Raw, but uh, the other day on Raw. Yesterday. Yeah, yesterday, yeah. Um, yeah, man, it was it was it was great to see him. It was great to see him. So happy to see him there. Um, so before we, we get to the end here of the rumble, just a couple other people that showed up, of course, we had King Corbin show up in the matchup. Um, he didn't actually last that long, about four minutes into the, to his time there, he was eliminated, um, by Drew McIntyre. Uh, we had Matt Riddle from NXT show up, which I was mad, man. He was only there for 41 seconds and it was Corbin that eliminated him. Oh my God. I was so pissed that, that frustrated me, but you know, it was cool to see Matt. There was there a some backstage rumblings talking about before the rumble kicked off. Him and uh, Brock Lesnar got into like a backstage argument, a heated argument. Yeah, on the like the day, the day of Raw, but before the before the show though. So they didn't go into details what's it about, but that's what they said. It was uh, like a real heated argument. So they had had people had to get in front of them, you know, break up the dispute or whatever but yeah hmm. okay and that was the raw before the rumble or this raw that happened yesterday no no this was before the this was the day of the the, the royal rumble but it oh, happened okay. right before the show started though no i got it got it got it okay okay all right um so then yeah we had randy orton and randy orton and edge being the ring together was awesome so boy man <laughs> Man, on Raw, that man, was beast. Get your man's, bro. <laughs> that was that was wild. I mean, just to kind of go into that a little bit, like it was great seeing Edge come back, and you know, on Raw tonight, or I keep saying tonight because I I just watched it, but um, on on Raw Monday, um, Edge, you know, being in the ring again, he was emotional talking about, you know, it was great to get the the love from the fans and all this, and you know, he's saying he's naming names of people he was in the Rumble with and saying it'd be cool to see him down the road, um, you know, so he's alluding like he's 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 back. He doesn't know how long he's gonna be back, but you know, he's he wants the crowd to be on this ride with him, and the crowd was cheering, and then uh, here comes Randy Orton, Randy Orton and him embracing the middle of the ring. Um, you know, they Randy is looking a little bit emotional, you know, characteristically of Randy. Uh, Edge definitely was emotional, Lips you know, were quivering like he was about to break down any moment, man. Any moment, he, you know, that speech would have went a little bit longer, he would have been crying. Um, you know, but Randy was like, you know, this is he's one, you know, you're one of the guys that, you know, when I was at, I was at my lowest, you know, you were there, you know, you, you were with me, we're on the road together. There's no one he, he has more respect for, you know, and he's like, you know what, speak because Edge was talking about, you know, what ifs, you know, and when he yeah. was out, you know, when he started to feel better in life, he was like, you know, well, what if, what if, alluding to what if he could make a return to, to the WWE. Um, so Randy was like, well, I got a what if for you, you know, and then the crowd is like, oh, hey, maybe, you know, rated RKO. So and he said it. He's like, hey, so what if, you know, we got back together and we reunited RK rated RKO one more time? Um, and, you know, the crowd's popping. They're cheering like, yes, yes I was marking yes. out. I was like, hell yeah, I want Dude, that. <laughs> I was all about it before Edge could even get the words out. He got RKO'd out of nowhere, and the crowd and me and everybody was shocked. Just like, what just happened? What is going on? Um, I was it like, was get your boy a fees. 
I was saying that too because I know how you love Randy Orton. Your favorite, right? (laughs) I was saying, I was like, get the boy. Here's the thing. I loved it. (laughs) I know you did, man. The storytelling was was. Oh my god! It is this a masterpiece in the making? For him to take an RKO coming off of a career-ending neck injury, and the way that Edge sold it too, it was scary to see it. Because you you now, you know, you've got this this fear, you know, for Edge. It's similar to Daniel Bryan whenever he wrestles too. You know, like at least when he first came back to wrestling, you know, after his injury, you're thinking, okay, if he takes the wrong bump, is he just gonna be gone again? Like how how much punishment can he actually take? And so Randy's RKO attacks the neck. So for him to get an RKO, it's like, oh, my God, can he even really take that? You know, like this, this just it's just a scary move to take. So, you know, he hits him with the RKO. Then he goes out and gets a chair. I'm like, Randy, what are you doing? And you see the this crowd just, you know, looking concerned, looking a little bit um- emotion. In that looking crowd, a bit uncomfortable. Got, got the hands over their mouth. Just like, oh, my Everybody God. Was exactly, up. man. He hit him over the back with the chair once. And then. He opened up the chair, and I'm like, Randy, nah, we don't got no <laughs> And he put the chair around. Oh, neck. my God. I'm like, you, no, no, no. Okay, as At much as I'm point, enjoying- I was, I was getting nervous, like, damn, sus- suspending my disbelief. Bro, he, yeah. just, he just got, yeah. he has two neck surgeries, yeah. bro. Come on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, don't do this. Don't do this. I was, I was in the story. It was, I was lost in the right. storyline. Like, do not do this. You're going to kill him. This is way too far. <laughs> Something's going to go wrong. I don't Right. I was like, where is security? Where are the referees? <laughs> there have been far less dangerous things happening where refs will come out of nowhere to break up a fight. And here we go. Edge's life is literally on the line yes. in danger. No one showed up. Like, what the hell is this? When Brock Lesnar and Goldberg had their face-to-face, every referee known to man was there to separate them. And here you have Edge, who just came back off of a neck injury. He's got his neck wrapped in a chair. Randy's going to the top turnbuckle. Sweet ass like, time, it, it, time. And and I, what I love about it too, the other touch too, it was that was beautiful about it. Randy was like was was conflicted through the whole thing. It looked like he was struggling with what he was doing. Yeah. There was one point where he put the chair around his neck and he's rubbing the caressing the head of Edge, yeah. and he's like. It's okay. Yeah, man. I heard oh, I was like, oh my god. Wow. <laughs> what do you mean? What are you doing? What you like? What are you doing right now? It's almost like, you know, taking the dog out to the back and putting the bullet in his head, basically, like that whole thing that Triple H used to yeah. say about Ric Flair. Like, you know, he has to put him down, basically. Like I'm I'm picturing that for going on in Randy's head. Like he's in his mind, he's doing edge of favor by getting him out of there, by like ending but then you're literally trying to what what you do here might kill him. So literally one moment when when he was on on top of the turnbuckle and he was getting ready, like he has that chair, you know, wedged in between uh, Edge's neck, and he's looking like he's getting ready to jump off and destroy his neck. I almost didn't want to look at. It. I was squeezing, like kind of squinting my eyes, like I was like, no, no, no. Oh, I was yeah. like, cause it I, it was a tense moment, bro. It was a it tense was. work or shoot. It, it was, was tense. <laughs> and and it was great too, because then he he got off the turnbuckle. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I can't, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then he left the ring. <laughs> and then you see him running to the to the rails yeah. uh, section there and grabbing two chairs. And I'm like, oh, he's gonna do a control. Yeah, that's why I said to him, I'm like, well, this is better. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was much better. Yes. It was, it was less like, <laughs> less, uh, uh, for me, it, the tension there wasn't as bad because I'm like, okay, concerto, I know how they do yep. it. It's, it's fine, you know, but the chair on the neck, I'm like, oh my that God. That was like, too much for me. Oh, yeah. Cow, yeah. You know how Edge just basically set up the story too. Like, I've been through two neck surgeries. So, you know, he worked through hell and back to get back and, and just to see it all disappear like that, I'm like, man, yeah. Randy is yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Your boy's on yeah. one, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I, and I, like I said, I loved it. I thought it was beautiful too, though, because now you get a great storyline heading towards WrestleMania. Oh, yes. Randy, like, you know, rated RKO, the, the, the friends turn enemies, you know, Edge with the neck injuries, and then Randy damn near trying to, you know, take his head off immediately when he after he just came back. Like, wow, what what great storytelling that's going to be. It would have been Edge, cool if they would have did, if they would have did uh, Reddit RKO, but then Randy Orton that turns been cool on too. him, man. Like, just, that cool. just me, just, I get everything. I get to have my cake and eat it too, man. Like, all right, yeah. do the group. But I think this makes people hate Randy a little bit. Well, well I think both ways. It could, it could go, like, both ways would work but what i loved about it though is that the crowd was so into the rated rko idea and before it even started randy just rko'd yes. it our hopes our dreams and edge all at once like it was just like i thought that before was you, also right. like it was before you can even process that randy orton's thing about rko and edge like yeah <laughs> like you didn't even, right you, you just see it. it's like oh my god what just happened like we're Ar- not gonna her ko get back together what <laughs> yeah, so, I, exactly. <laughs> that's not happening <laughs> uh, yeah man it was it was great it was a it was a great dramatical dramatically told story that they had um you know these two guys are gonna kill it they're gonna kill oh, it yes. edge looks so intense possibly too. still the yeah. show man That'd be yeah, cool so, look, for some vets to steal the show. Right now, that would be a great prediction that those two guys are going to steal the show. That storyline right now will be the the best story. I don't see how you beat that story. Given we're talking about nine years, he's been away. Yeah. He's making his return. Look good Randy in the Rumble too. And, you know, What's I said that? Edge looked good in the Rumble too. Him doing his he spears did. and like he didn't miss a beat because he's you know he's he's in great shape so he can go. And, you know, Randy he yeah. stays in good conditioning he yeah. stays in great shape yeah. so you know he can still Randy, go exactly man, man. Right. so if give these guys i don't know 14 15 minutes maybe even more than that man hell 20 minutes man 25 i take that man because they can really tell a, a great story with this yeah yeah i'm so hyped for this man it's gonna be great it's gonna be great so getting back to the rumble um other entrance so we did have um, let's see. Well, going in order, we had Roman Reigns come in at number twenty six. Kevin Owens at twenty seven. He had a week showing. Who Kevin? No, Owens? No, no, Roman Reigns. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that towards the. I just want to get some of these other ones out of the way because he was one of the last guys in the ring. But Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe were twenty seven and twenty nine, and then number thirty was Seth Rollins. So you know, we knew. We knew that, and if you were keeping count, keeping tally, at a certain point, you knew that it was going to be Joe and Rollins, the last two guys. 
Um, and once Rollins got in, it became uh, Joe and, and Kevin Owens trying to get Seth Rollins out of there. But the disciples basically helped take out Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe before uh, they, they really could, could get going to try to get Seth Rollins out of there. Um, so they were both gone. Um, let's see. The, the final four, I guess we can get into that. The final four ended up being Randy Orton, Edge, uh, Drew McIntyre, and Seth. No, Roman Reigns. No, no, no. It was Drew, Roman Reigns. But Seth Rollins was in there. Okay, so he was the fifth yep. guy. So McIntyre there was a moment there. Where, right. Seth Rollins was in the ring by himself because there became a, a brawl and, and um, Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, ended up brawling with AOP and Buddy Murphy all the way to the back. And you saw Seth Rollins kind of calling to them like, hey, guys, don't leave. Where are you going? <laughs> <What are you? laughs> right. And so he's he's back in the ring. And at, at this point, I think he'd already like either punched or did something to Roman Reigns. And so he kind of burned that bridge, but with with attacking him for a moment. But he's in the middle of the ring now, and you have those four guys that we mentioned, you know, all looking at Seth Rollins. And then he turns to Roman, and he's looking at Roman. He's giving him the shield uh, fist bump, like, "Come on, man, you and me, you and me, you and me." <laughs> and then you know, Roman's looking at the oh, fist. He's man. like, all right, nah. Super- Superman punches them. Psych. Yeah. <laughs> this, this isn't happening. Um, yeah, and Drew McIntyre ended up getting him out of there, tossing him out. Then we had the final four that we mentioned. So, yeah, the final four, you know, again, Randy Orton, Edge, Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns. At this point, were you were still pretty much thinking Drew was going to take it? Uh, I, I was still on the fence, man, because Roman Reigns was still in there. Right, right. Yeah, I had picked Roman Reigns going going into the into the Royal Rumble, thinking you know him and the Fiend seems like a storyline that they they're gonna go with. That's been the rumor for a while, so I figured this would probably be the way to do it. Um, but seeing Drew last this long, because we had also predicted that Drew was gonna toss uh, Brock Lesnar. Did man. you know? I just didn't think Drew would last all the way to the end to then have a chance to win. Because we say so. maybe they can still tell their story without him winning the Royal Rumble. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, but this was a pleasant surprise to see Drew in there in the final four. (laughs) Yeah. So then we had um, Randy and Edge kind of looked like they were going to team up for a little bit. Randy, at one point, too, was acting like he was going to toss or he was trying to toss Edge out. But Edge uh, didn't let that happen. Then Edge ended up tossing out Randy. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, Randy was like, okay, you know, like he's like, you got me, you got me, which was kind of a nice Tease to what yeah. was gonna happen later You're on. Like ah, oh, whatever. Like you kind of right. just you know shrug it off. I'm like okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he, he tried to commit murder. Whatever. <laughs> oh my god. So um, the final th- at this point we're at oh yeah we're fi- final three. Edge is still in the ring with them. So we had Edge, Roman, and Drew. And I'm thinking once Edge got in the match. I was thinking a heel should toss Edge if Edge is not going to win this Rumble. Because the person that tosses Edge doesn't want that smoke. They don't want that heat. They don't want that hate. Because Edge is a, is the fan favorite at this he point. Is. Once he entered that match, yeah. he's the guy. The, the focus so I, immediately shifted to him. Right. So I was thinking, you know what? Seth Rollins would have been a perfect oh. person to toss Edge because... 
he would have got he already is a heel so give him that heat he can take yes. it because that's what you want you want people to boo seth at this point but then seth was gone and i'm like okay well maybe it'll be randy orton because you know randy he's you know he's a tweener for most of his career so you know it's fine if if it's him and that's his guy right so it would make sense but then he got tossed and i'm like either drew or roman is going to toss out edge this is a problem. I think it was a booking mistake to have it be those two guys with him. You're right. And I was thinking, whichever guy tosses him now, it's a, it's a, that's a loss. That's you're going to get the hate of the crowd. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to boost up both of those guys. So why would you do that? Unless Edge is going to win, but of course he didn't, and it ended up being Roman Reigns. And I thought, wow, you just undid a lot of the goodwill and all of the 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 people you know cheering him. In one move, like right there, you're gonna have the crack because he, he got you heard, you heard the booze, and then you heard it the you following night too. When Drew, yeah, on Raw, when, who did Drew mention his name? Who mentioned his name? I think it was Edge. Edge. Yeah, yep, you're right. Edge mentioned his name, and you heard the booze. I was like, oh man, damn it, you know. And you yeah, know what? Like and I was that. like, that kind of sucks, man, because I actually want him to start getting cheered. I don't want him to get booed, bro. I think he's oh, been exactly. booked good because he's been booked you know not been pushed like oh he's getting this super push he's in the main event he's been on this slow uphill climb and then i think he's ready for or prime for that main event spot now but that just sucks on a wwe universe man like i get it you know like as the fan favorite but still yeah i just feel like the the wwe sometimes they have a hard time they're tone deaf when it comes to the 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 decisions they make and how they're going to be taken by the universe because again edge sensitive i say that yeah because <laughs> once you put edge in that match he is the fan favorite and it makes most sense a guy like corbin a guy like seth rollins who's already you know in that heel like you want those guys to get all the heat they can get mm-hmm. you know and, and for one of them to toss out edge it would have made a whole lot of sense and then you can have drew or roman toss out one of them to get the fans to cheer them for having tossed them out like it would have just made sense but to put to have a face toss out edge and at the end so close to the end like that wow like i it just sucks. Yeah, I definitely do not agree with that for Roman Reigns, man. Like yeah. like you said to your point, they totally undid, you know, all the the you know, just to, for him to have the momentum exactly to have a crowd on his yeah. side now too. Like he gets yeah. cheers before all this, like he was getting cheers, the boos were just not as loud as before. Like yeah. Like he's he was just in, in the match of the opening matchup, man. He was having fun, and you know, you had the crowd kind of giving him, you know, uh, fist bumps. Yeah, and, you know, it, it just seemed like they were behind him, and then you do that, like, and now he's getting booed again. Just it's just it was a bad choice, it was a poor choice. So, and there was no at that point, too. I felt like you got no other choice now but to have Drew McIntyre win this matchup. Roman Reigns cannot toss out Edge and then toss out Drew. Right I, after honestly, like, I was still thinking that Roman Reigns was gonna win because it was man. like nah. I had flipped at that point. I had flipped. I I was basically rooting against that now because that that's just gonna make Roman look terrible. Like the booze would have been insane if that would have happened because it it was already getting really bad with Ed. Now, <laughs> yeah. too. come on. But I feel like that WWE was, doesn't care. They don't care about the crowd. 
they don't listen. Yeah, that's true. I, you can't. You, that's what I can't, can't put it past oh, them to make a decision like that. But wow, it just it just would have been so so awful for for Roman and just for the end of the Rumble, which was a fun Rumble overall. Like to then you know, I mean, I had my my issues a little bit torn on the Brock situation, but overall, I mean, it was entertaining, especially how they made up for it at the end. Cause we, we got the edge return and so many, you know, cool things happening with Randy and edge and, you know, some of the other guys showing up. I think the Royal uh, Rumble was on the men's side was the tale of two halves. You had the Brock part all the way up to about what? 14, 15. And then, then you had the actual rumble. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, Overall, I'm, I'm glad that Drew won. So let's talk about that. Um, Drew McIntyre ends up winning the Royal Rumble. I, I wanted to believe it was possible, but I, I sincerely doubted going into the Rumble that it was going to happen. It wasn't until Roman tossed Edge that I'm like, this needs to happen. It, now, more than anything, it, it better happen. Man. And sure enough, it did. So, it was an episode uh, we did. And it was titled... A moment of silence for Drew McIntyre because we is basically both of us ranting about the way they the booking disaster for Drew. You know, 2019 he was getting booked. We're early of 2019, all the way up to mid towards you know. Cause yeah, I want to say just complete the whole 2019. Yeah, bump it. He didn't start getting pushed until this year. No, this yeah, year, yeah, yeah. So 2019 he was just getting booked like. Like he, nobody cared. He, he's getting in a faction with Braun and a faction with Corbin's crew. Uh, he's he was doing something with Dolph Ziggler. He was he was uh, Shane McMahon's henchman, his bodyguard, and he was going through all of this. Nowhere near the main event title. Yes. Oh my god. Best in the world, bro. Really. And then I remember what you said. He was like, this dude would have to win the Royal Rumble. <laughs> it made it been that, huh? WrestleMania <laughs> for me to believe. <laughs> Literally, here we are. We're at that wow. moment. Yeah. Yeah. It made, I mean, wow. That That's that's cool. I, you sent me that link, yeah. too, and I didn't get a chance to yeah. listen to yeah. the thing. It's a screenshot, so basically, is I had had edited to to what to, to write at that at that point where you was talking about what would Drew need to do to to make you believe again. I thought it was hilarious. I started laughing. And I was like, I know, I know, Fee said something. I'm trying to remember what episode. So I ended up uh, just replaying that whole episode, and I found it. And I thought it was hilarious how you know you mentioned that. <laughs> man i um that's that's awesome yeah that's awesome that was on tape it so is man it's all record <laughs> oh wow wow that's cool yeah man i mean it's 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 so great to see for drew a guy who you know coming out of nxt you know well for even going back before that like he was in the wwe he had a run where it seemed like vince had picked him to be, you know, one of the next big superstars. He was the chosen one. And then it just tapered off dramatically. And he was out of the company uh, after being a part of the three-man band, 3MB, which remember now he was a part of 3MB. That's crazy. Um, Was gone, traveled the world, uh, came back as part of NXT. 
a beast. He was a lot bigger, a lot more just gritty and grizzled. Yeah. So you could tell he had a lot more life experience now. And he went and won the NXT championship and was just a dominant beast there. Went to, you know, the, the raw. Well, I want to say the main roster, but it's no longer the main roster. It's just a lateral move at this mm-hmm. point now. But, you know, made the move over to to WWE side and, you know, was floundering again. Like at first he looked good. He was with Dolph Ziggler and, you know, he was a he was a beast and he would talk to his opponents like fight for me. Five minute for me. Bro, he he broke up ankle, the shield. Broke up the shield, destroyed Dean Ambrose. So, you know, just just so many things, man. But he such an up and down time on in WWE. Again, the second stint around. Um, and like you said, you know, starting 2020, basically, it just seemed like they decided, hey, it's time, you know, time to build Drew back up. And he's been, you know, we saw it a little by little, you know, he was you know, kind of going towards the crowd a little bit and and letting them know or just talking to them and, and mentioning each city. And he started doing the three, two, one countdown before the Claymore, getting people involved. And, you know, he'd been booked really strong and coming into this like he was one of the favorites, uh, betting favorites for people who were actually betting on this. Like the odds were with Drew. I remember, too, when King of the Ring was going on and we were picking. Drew oh, man. That, that was apart. part of the rant right there. I remember you ran. Yeah. He was like, we picked this dude to be, you know, to be king of the ring and he even didn't get past the first round. The first, the first round. round. <laughs> I knew it. The minute Michael Cole said, this is my pick. I'm like, oh, yeah. Michael Cole blew that. Like, then he, I forget it was Booker T or someone who said it too. I'm like, oh, no, no, no. They're they're going the other way and this sucks. Um, so, yeah, just just um, – all of that, that that whole thing now is 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 just a part of the legend now because he's going to WrestleMania and he's going to WrestleMania to face Brock Lesnar. I mean, if if you hadn't seen Raw, you already kind of knew that that's probably where they were going to go because you know the stare downs with Brock, you know, during the you know after he had tossed him and even after he was eliminating Ricochet and you know he just kept looking at at uh, at Brock Lesnar and Monday Night Raw came out and said, you know, I'm. I know a lot of people like to let this linger, but that's not my style. So I'm calling out Brock <laughs> Oh, <laughs> man. I'm like, this oh, is awesome. And it's going to be the main event. You know, I strongly believe that right now as we stand, unless something dramatically changes with any other storyline that they got going on, this is the it main is. event of WrestleMania, the last yes. match of WrestleMania. You know, Brock Lesnar versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Wow. Man, I cannot believe that this is going to happen. Like, we're going to get a Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar match. It's going to happen. And it's going to be awesome. Like, I wonder how long they're going to go because it's not like going to be like, oh, I could just fling any, I could fling like uh, one of the smaller guys he'd be with, like Seth Rollins or AJ Styles or uh, Rey Mysterio. Like, he'll, you know, do like 15 suplexes and anything like that. Like, is this going to be like a physical strike match i'm just gonna hit you hit me whatever but uh i I can't wait man yeah yeah i'm really looking forward to seeing this matchup uh just i'm I'm really excited for drew too because he was also very emotional he was he was man see it in his eyes like like you know if you don't know if he's gonna shed a tear if he did i wouldn't i wouldn't blame him man i'm like man you deserve it this is your moment and he was he was just relishing in it, man. I just, I enjoyed it. It was a good sight for him, man. You you can tell he was like, I did all this. I like I finally made it. Yep, yep. 
you know, he deserves it, man. He deserves this opportunity, this chance. You know, he's never had a chance at the WWE Championship, and he's going to get that chance finally at WrestleMania. So, you know, congrats, Drew. Just, just you know, just really happy for him. Uh, he's one of our favorites, definitely, to watch, and it's, it's awesome to see this finally go his yeah, way. Man. So, forward to it for sure. We got our boy yeah. back. Like our, We got him back. He's yep. here, he's back. man. Like a resurrection. <laughs> hey, I was going to say, take him out of the dirt, man. He's back. He's like back that alive, Superman man. scene when the, the uh, what was it? The dirt yeah, rose yeah, Batman versus Superman. Yeah, yeah. And the, you see the oh, rumblings <laughs> on the dirt. Man, we're here. Yep. This is it. Yep. Yeah. Dude, it's awesome. It's awesome. What, what do you think about the following night of Drew? I thought it was great. You know, like I thought um, Drew looked just, he was, again, kind of emotional a little bit in the beginning when he was talking about it. Um, you know, cut a great promo, looked strong. And then, yeah, Brock Lesnar, um, you know, coming out. He Who did he wrestle? He had a <clears throat> matchup or a fight against somebody in the beginning on, Brock? and then Brock. Oh, you're talking about no, 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 no. Oh, the OC. He t- It was the two-on-one OC. handicap oh, match. yeah. Oh, he man. took him off. So oh, he he squashed him. I have. You know, I was gonna say I have a little bit of an issue with him squashing the best tag team in the world. Because that's that's the end. I want to. I, I was wondering, were, were you gonna like? Did it? You know, irritate you a little bit? It irritated me. Yes, for the OC. You know, for Drew, it didn't take away from my excitement for Drew, but it, it was it was annoying in there and 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 just. Up, I was upsetting to see that happen to the OC. So, you know, I hated it for them because, again, that they, they're, you know, right now you gave them the whole best tag team in the world thing. Um, they were beating the Viking Raiders, you know, a, a bunch of times. And, you know, they didn't end up getting the titles from them, but they, they looked good against them. It looked like they were starting to build them up as a legitimate team. And now you just made them look like hot garbage because, they just got beat by one guy. Really, by, really hot garbage because just the visual of it, just he beat him in quick fashion and he stacked stacked them on, <laughs> on top of yeah. each other and then pinned them. It was not a good look for the OC. Really, really I'm like, it could have been any other tag team. You couldn't have any enhancement talent. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's the only thing that brother. bothered me. It came at the OC expense. Like, I didn't mind yeah, it because... You know, hey, Drew McIntyre, he definitely deserves that. You, you want to do a Claymore kick party? Hey, go right, you know, have at it. But at the OC yeah. expense, because now you, you, hey, you claim to have, or they claim to be the best tag team in the world, but that don't mean nothing. Yeah, not anymore. Not, not anymore. With this, you know, like I said, I was trying to say, too, like the Singh brothers, you know, being out there. Okay, it makes sense. They're a joke tag team anyway, so fine. Um, you know, oh, yeah. Zach Ryder, yeah. Hawkins, you know, like they've already lost. Maybe we wanted revenge. So, yeah, they wanted revenge. They want to try again. <laughs> right. He beats them again. Fine. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like no one, no one would have been, you know, upset with that. It came out, hey, you got lucky, but you, I bet you won't do it again. And he does it again to Zach Ryder yeah. and yeah, and Kurt Hawkins. There we go. Yeah. I'd have been totally fine with that. But yeah, this here, it, it kind of sucked for them. But for Drew, you know, it, it again, it doesn't take away from for me for for you know my excitement to see him, you know, against Brock and then Brock at the end coming out, sneak attack uh with the F five to Drew McIntyre and kinda let him know like, hey, you know, like I'm I'm real. You know, I'm I'm 
I'm that dude. Right. Um, was cool. And so it's around WrestleMania, I'm, I'm excited. So you know I'm showing up to Raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now that we're on the road to WrestleMania, he's going to be at every right. Raw. I'm showing up. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, I, I liked it. I, I Overall, like, big picture, I liked it. I didn't like it for the OC, but I, I did like the the part with him and, and Brock. I thought that was a good setup for, for things to come. What would you rank this uh, Royal Rumble for you, personally? Um... <sighs> I'd say an eight out of ten, honestly. Like, uh, you know, if I was doing it on that that kind of a scale, or you know, a B B pay per view, um, it was it was a lot of fun. And you know, I, I was saying earlier too, like Royal Rumble is becoming one of my maybe my favorite pay per view because it's just so fun. And it sometimes it's goofy, but it's still so enjoyable. It's definitely to me the most fun pay per view that I, I have the most fun with because of the, the counting down to the next surprise entrance. Like, it's just so much fun to watch. Um, Money in the Bank, if it comes back to Chicago, will be my, my favorite because, you know, I get to go to it, see it in person. It needs to come it's back just, to Chicago. But it needs to come back to Chicago. <laughs> because that, that's the one that I go yeah. to. And so it, I have a, I have a d- different type of experience with that one. Um, yeah, well, because yeah. you, you was there when CM Punk won, right? Yeah, that that you know, full disclosure, that was my first WWE show. Period. Really, seeing CM Punk title against John. Wow, Cena. that's a Here. hell of a way to get your cherry popped. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the first one. It was it was crazy too because I mean I, I've talked about it a couple times on this, but I, I DJ is one of my one of my gigs, and um, that was uh, someone was so generous to to give us tickets. You know, as part of the 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 tip for the for our work for the work that I oh I man done. wow so, you know so cool so the greatest you know gift tip ever <laughs> you know for, for any type of DJ gig that I've yeah. done you know like money is great but man that right there was amazing and so you know me and my brothers went and you know it was all of our first experiences uh, at an actual WWE event. And it was it was amazing. You know, it was great. Like seeing everything, being there, um, it felt surreal because it's like you see it on TV. Yeah. Yep. And it feels like this fantasy world. But then when you're there, it's like, am I really here? Am I really seeing this? And so it was just it was just a magical thing. And then for it to be CM Punk that we were seeing in his, you know, in that match that potentially could have been his last match yeah. before he re-signed his contract against John Cena for the championship, and then he won, and then we're all telling him, no, get out there, because John Cena's trying to bring, uh, I think it was Alberto Del Rio who had won uh, the money in the bank, and he wanted him to cash in on CM Punk, and CM Punk ran off. It was great, man. It was it was just so much fun. And he's at the top of the stage just kind of being like, you know, looking like, yeah, I did it. I'm best in the world. Um, man, what a, what a moment. So, yeah, for me, Money in the Bank is always going to have a special place in my heart. Um, but, yeah, Royal Rumble, as far as, like, most fun pay-per-views, this, this is it. This is it for sure. Yeah, man, I, I want to say maybe Royal Rumble and Money in the Bank is neck and neck for me. Uh I don't know if I could put one over the other, but it's but still it's it's still high. Like I still rank them as as high pay per views for for me as my favorite ones. Like I look definitely look forward to Royal Rumble and always Money in the Bank. You know, uh, sometimes SummerSlam, but it just depends what stories they're telling around that time. 
Yeah, exactly. It used to be as as a kid. It used to be SummerSlam, just because I don't know. SummerSlam was always. I guess my birthday's in July, so it's it's kind of around that same time. Usually in August that they'll do it. Um, so I get really excited about that. I know um, birthday was in July. In July, yep, yep. July when? Yeah. July What's when? That? July tenth. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So yeah, it's 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 always fun to. To see that around that time in the summertime, you know, like WrestleMania, the summer, you know, and, and I don't know. It's like with WrestleMania, like WrestleMania is WrestleMania. It is what it is. And I, I always look for those other pay-per-views where, you know, I can really, I guess for the hardcore fan, we've talked about this before. SummerSlam is like the WrestleMania or used to be the WrestleMania for the hardcore fan. Yeah. Because you would get like, it, it would be top booking, but for like, for, for us, you know, like those hardcore fans. Whereas WrestleMania has become, or maybe has always been, more for the casual fans, um, you know, and it's fun for what it is too. Like it we is had some a, good WrestleManias, a, and, but that was earlier though. Now it's just more of a spectacle. It's just, you know, and it's too long. <laughs> Entirely, too it's just too long. <laughs> it's just too long of a pay per view. I might watch it split uh, up again, man. Well, that's one thing, too, about, you know, this whole thing for Drew and Brock. You know, if it is going to be the last match, people are going to be somewhat exhausted. I wouldn't be surprised if it doesn't get, like, a great reaction overall. Yeah. Um, I'm rooting for it to somehow get that. But if it's going to be a marathon show again, you know, how many hours was it? Like, eight hours, something like that? It was seven, including the pre-show. Seven. They... That's they almost that. that's almost a full day of work. They have, <laughs> they have to. They have to. Man, just seven hours. I love wrestling, but golly, like, come on, guys. At a certain point, you gotta you gotta condense that all so that we're not tired by the main event. You know, like it just kind of hurts that that last match a little bit when they do that. But you know, I, I'm still happy for Drew and that he's he's getting Same this. Here, man. He's getting that experience and that that uh that uh, that opportunity to be the main event finally man because he definitely deserved it you know we we have admitted that we we did lose faith in our boy you know Absolutely. i think we was rightfully yeah. so to lose faith because it him was, and joe yeah, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, man. It, was, it was within the bookie system like, oh, like these guys don't care like drew is done he's in wrestling purgatory you know that's i just Written him off to the sunset. I'm like, he's done. But now it is so great to see him in this new light. Like, he he's definitely glowing, man. He's having fun being a face, too. So, I don't know if I'm going to miss this. And you know what? I am going to miss the Scottish Psychopath. I'll admit that. I like that character. I, th- I think, so, it's funny because uh, Seth Rollins made a, made a quote saying... Uh, he was happy for Drew. He had everyone's like, give him a round of applause. Yeah, great. And he also said, enjoy it while it lasts because they'll turn on you before you know it. And in all honesty, remember he said that because the sometimes the WWE Universe can be fickle. Yeah. And Drew, I think, you know, we'll see how this goes. I mean, I'm always I'm going to root for him regardless of what happens. If, you know, heel face doesn't matter. Um, but I feel like the face turn isn't going to last. I feel like he is going to go back to being a heel. 
um, before the year is over, I think Drew McIntyre is going to be. Maybe, yeah, to keep his title, I wouldn't mind. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And I wouldn't mind title psychopath as the champion. Absolutely. Yes, yes, sign me up, sir. <laughs> I think the fans being behind him is kind of a momentary thing. I think as it goes on, you know, they, they're going to – him going against a couple of different face guys potentially might flip that a little bit, and they may just decide, hey, let's go back to you being a heel because you're great as a heel too, and we need more dominant heels as well. And that can also lead to him having a longer title reign like you're alluding to there yeah. too. Like it seems like heels – They'll hold the championship a little bit longer, typically, you know, than than most faces. Now, Becky Lynch, she's had it for about a year. Seth Rollins had a long run for a while. Kofi Kingston, it was it was a pretty decent run. But usually heels kind of, you know, they're, they're the ones that will have the the long, the longer runs typically. So maybe that'll that'll work in his favor if he doesn't end up turning heel. I think so. Because, yeah, like you said, man, the WWE fans, they, they are fickle, so. They can possibly turn on him because WWE doesn't know how to book a face. Like, as soon as he gets the yeah. belt, he has it, then what? You know, let's. Are they going to still book him? Like, are they going to book him a little goofy? Are they going to start making him say silly words or something like that? <laughs> like, Drew doesn't talk like this. What is this? They need to just let Drew be <sighs> Drew. And I think Drew still needs to be himself, honestly. Yeah. Um, But you know they're going to change him. Like, he's not going to be able to be like, fight for me. Fight for me. That's him, man. That's what made That makes him like a warrior, man. (laughs) I just don't see it. Like, I don't know, man. I I feel like they will change him a little bit. And like you're saying, you know, he may say some things, try to have some. Like, even the the countdown for the Claymore, as much as I feel like it's kind of cool. But I feel like as more time goes on, it might start to feel a little bit hokey because, like, it, it's just – it's a gimmick. You know, it's it a gimmicky a thing to right do. now. I'm still not – You know what I'm saying? Uh, behind that, that it. That three, right. two, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't need it. He doesn't – I feel like he doesn't need that. that. I feel like they're just doing that to get the crowd participation. Um, but he just – he doesn't need it, you know, so – I don't know. Little things like that, man. People might just start to go the other way. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But I'm happy for Drew. Drew deserves it. He definitely deserves it. Yeah, man. He is now the top guy that's going for the Rock's title. Let's go. I'm with it. I'm with it. Any last thoughts on on Royal Rumble, the recap overall, any aftermath kind of stuff that you still wanted to talk about before we we – Capital. Man, just I enjoyed the rumble. It was it was one of the best ones I've seen personally in in a few years. Uh, I enjoyed both rumbles. I think the ladies had the best rumble out of the three because they did three total rumbles so far. I think this was their best showing out of the women's division. Uh, you know, Bianca Belair had a hell of a showing coming at number two. Makes me wonder if she be will she be making a move to you know Raw or SmackDown. Because I know they like to keep married couples together, but but just on the Royal Rumble alone, she got a lot of time. She came out at number two, and you know they gave her time for an entrance. It's hmm, and she stood out. So I don't know if Vince McMahon is saying like, man, I might a Triple H son. I'm a I'm gonna take her over to <laughs> to Monday Night Raw. <laughs> Yeah, man. We'll 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 see how they they work that because I do think Bianca Belair ends up going to Raw. Yeah, I think that 
the fact her husband is on Raw, it just would make sense. That's one move that I feel should happen. And also, too, she's challenged for the the women's uh, championship on NXT so many times. She's about to challenge for it again in NXT Portland. I don't think she's going to win uh, at TakeOver Portland. So, you know, after that loss, that's it. Like, you just you you have to move on, I think, you know, and move to to, to Raw. And you, you had a great showing at Hell the Rumble. Yeah. So it just makes sense. All the cards point to that direction for her, and I, I think that'd be great. Hell, if 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 Charlotte ends up going against Bailey, and she goes Mania, to, and she goes to SmackDown. If well, no, actually, I'm going the other way. If Bianca Belair goes to Raw and ends up challenging Becky Lynch, ah. that could be interesting too. Just to have someone different, oh, yeah. that would be a very fresh matchup as well. Just throwing that out there um, for her to maybe win a number one contendership battle royal on raw and become the new number one contender for becky's title at mania wow like that would be a curveball that i feel like could stir things up and, and freshen up the women's division a little bit so i you know just 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 throwing that out there you know we'll see what happens but um uh real quick too just uh since we we're doing the raw uh recap as well i'm just gonna run down what basically happened overall that on the show um so just all everybody gets that update so drew mcintyre he opened the show um challenged brock for the championship we talked about how he squashed gallows and anderson and then brock lesnar got the jump on drew mcintyre after the fact f5 um kind of stood over drew mcintyre left and drew stared at him from the ring while while brock was at the ramp so we had that happen Rey mysterio went against mvp mvp's return to the to a non-pay-per-view ring just uh showed up on raw um he looked all right you know i feel like he doesn't have that athleticism really that you know yeah a lot of his, the guys his have condition the not up there i'll tell you that because it only went like seven or eight minutes and he looked completely winded yeah, and I think he botched the end too because he took the six one nine, but he got up and he got hit in the back. I feel like he it just didn't look uh, right. I'm like, why are you getting up and then he got hit? Yeah, that's a botch. It just was awkward. Yeah, that's a botch. Yeah, I don't know if this so, is like a day to day contract or he's back with the WWE on a legacy contract. I don't know. I think he needs to be like a backstage, like you know, helping yeah, mentor, to mentor. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You don't need to be in the room. Nah, you clearly now. don't. It's your time is yep. passed. It's, it's okay. Um, Alistair Black uh, just kicked the head off of this kid, Kenneth Johnson. Uh, Black Mask one two three fade to black. I should say one two three. It was it was first. Kenneth Johnson looks like he should not be wrestling. I, I'm like he will. You will never see this guy in a, a WWE. Look like he was again. shaking Plus, in the ring. <laughs> and I remember him from. I think he was in the Cruiserweight Classic. And I thought the same thing of him there. So seeing him here, and he was taking the the shots to the to the thigh, like Alistair Black was kicking him in the thigh, and his selling was terrible on that too. But the selling on the the fade to black at the end there was yeah, perfect was. because he spun him around and it, it looked night, cool. Night. So right, it was perfect. So was, Alistair Black was on Alistair gets me black. I was gonna say because I loved what he said he said hey all this time i've been waiting for you guys to knock on my door but that time is over now i'm gonna flip it and alistair black is gonna come knocking on your door and pick a fight with you and i was like oh this is what should have been happening there are possessions oh my god with that (laughs) 
can't wait. Can't wait. He also, too, I love what he said. He said, um, you know, you would think I'm mad at Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins for what happened, but no, oh, yep. I'm not mad at them. The only person I'm mad at is myself. I put that on me. Take that like, L. Taking the- yes. Yeah, he's taking the L. I'm like, man, this dude, this guy, next year, write it down, Aleister Black, Royal Rumble winner. That is my pick as of right now. Way too oh, early picks for the Royal Rumble. We're doing that now? That's how we getting down? <laughs> dude. I think this time next year, Aleister Black, if he's not already a champion yeah. somehow, Aleister Black, Royal Rumble winner, book it. Like that, that's my pick right now. But way too early pick. I'm gonna mark it like that because you know we're we're a whole year away from that, but we'll we see. Uh, but, <laughs> you know what? I wouldn't put it, I wouldn't put it past me though, man. That's not a bad future prediction right there. Yes. I feel it. That that's the next one that feels like it's it's getting to that point where you know I, I'm getting excited about Alistair Black again. And this promo was like, ooh, this is perfect. This is perfect. Wait a second. That was a bad start. ass promo. That's yes. Real. I got a yes. question real quick. So when he was coming out yeah. entrance, do it seems like they're turning up the volume on that, you know, door creak sound? A little bit. Like it, yeah, I know. Like, it's more. getting louder to me. I'm like, it seems a bit louder than normal. Well, they also kind of start his song at a different point also. So there's little tweaks that they made to the to the the beginning of his music. Um, it, you know, it kind of starts a couple, like a second or so um, later on in the song versus where it initially started. And then, like you're saying, the creak, the sound effect that they added it does seem like it's it's being stretched out a little bit more, so you can really hear that door opening on the quote unquote casket or whatever the sound's supposed to be. So um, you don't need yeah, to open that, the door that, anymore. That, he, he shut that shit down. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming knocking on your door. I'm like, oh, here we go. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Umberto Carrillo versus Andrade Cien Almas for the United States Championship, a rematch from the matchup in the pre-show Royal Rumble. Um, we had Umberto Carrillo win by disqualification. Uh, Selena Vega, who was also in the Rumble, didn't have a great showing, but overall she was there. It was kind of nice to see her getting the Rumble. Um, she interfered. She stopped the the pin count and it cost uh, Umberto a chance because even though he lo- he won the match, you can't win the title on disqualification. Mm-hmm. So this storyline is going to continue. Um, at the end of it, we had Umberto Cura take the padding off the floor, just like Andrade had been doing to both him and Rey Mysterio, and he hit Andrade with the hammerlock DDT. Yeah. But this uh, was a story angle to take him out because, uh, unfortunately, Andrade did fail the wellness policy. So, yeah. yeah. So when you fail, you're you're gone for thirty days. So that's why they reason reason why they did that injury angle last night yeah yeah so you know we'll we'll see him in 30 days he'll he'll be a part of wrestlemania somehow some way maybe pre-show in the in the rematch of this matchup and then i think he might end up dropping the belt to umberto carrillo which i'm not really i don't want because i don't think umberto carrillo is where is ready Honestly, for that, I think he needs still a lot more work. I think he has a he has a good look. He's a good looking kid. Yeah, um, you know he's got great ability, but he's so bland. Yeah, like his personality. Like I don't just, know what he is or who he yeah, is. Now what? Not, or I don't know who he is. Yeah, like what's your character yeah. all about? Like you can't put the belt on him with uh, now. Now the kid he, with dimples. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
I mean, Dimple's not was not on a kid with dimples. Oh my god, his character is just you know is bland. There's nothing to it. I don't know. Like you said, I don't know who he is. I don't know what he's supposed to be. You know, when he had the Rey Mysterio mask on for two seconds, I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of interesting. If he would be like a, a masked guy, or you know, he wore a mask to the ring or something, like just do something different with him. I don't know. His music's cool. I'll give him that, but that's about it. Yeah, I do like his music, but yeah, that's where it ends for me. Like, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So, to be continued, we'll wait 30 days and see what happens from, from here. Um, oh, and, and Selena Vega, by the way, she was, like, emotional. Oh, yeah. Like, when this was all happening, man. Like, crying. I've seen like, something oh, like this from her. Yeah. She was she was really getting into the, the the part of, you know, just sobbing for Andrade. So, you know, well, well, well done. Well done. Good acting there. Um, all right. So we had Charlotte Flair come out and she was going to say who she was going to face at WrestleMania, but then said she hasn't made up her mind. And then Oscar came out bah, bah, bah. <laughs> Easy. and they had a match. Yeah, um, that's basically <laughs> That's what it um, was, man. That's what it was. Kyrie Sane just had to back her up. Easy. I would have won. <laughs> you know, look yeah, in there, dude. Well, you know, they had a match uh, that ended in disqualification. Kyrie Sane hit the insane elbow on Charlotte as Charlotte had the the figure eight locked in on Oscar near that near that corner there. So now that, that that's a question actually. Where do you think they're going with that? Do you think that continues on into the the next pay per view before WrestleMania and the, the two of them face off for like bro Charlotte's spot at what's Mania? the next pay per view? Did, I think they tease it already. It's the Elimination Chamber. Oh, man. so we're not oh, doing Fastlane. I think we're doing Elimination Chamber. I, I love that pay per view as well. I, I love the Chamber. Man, that's fun. Oh my God! Speaking of most fun pay per views, that one is great. Um, but okay, all right, Elimination Chamber. Um, then, yeah, I don't know. That's I don't know how they work that into because it, Charlotte wouldn't need to be in the match because she's going to go against the champion anyway. But it's Charlotte. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting both belts. I'm going to face Becky in Elimination Chamber, and I'm going to face Bailey. No, or better yet, I'm going to face Bailey in Elimination yeah. Chamber, win that cha- championship, and then challenge Becky and have it be title for title. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. So she oh. want to be Charlotte Two Belts now. Charlotte Two Belts. Jesus. Oh, man. And then also, too, that's just going to pad her record overall. Like, that, the amount of championships she has, championship reigns, just just padding it, trying to get catch her dad as soon as possible. Just get up there. Exactly. You know, like, man, you're on your soon-to-be 11th title reign? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's trying to get to 12 by WrestleMania. That's just, she's I see. To- it's, it's, <laughs> it, it could happen. I'm not going to know? ask me. <laughs> Oh, man. Next up, we had uh, Mojo Rowley and his offensive lineman show oh, up to go man. against No Way Jose. What is this dude's name? The offensive lineman he brought out? Oh, was it Riddick, Riddick Moss? That's right. Oh. Yes. This was this was Mojo Rowley. I'm sorry, man. This isn't working. 
Like, and then Riddick Moss, this dude, this bland guy, they say it was in on NXT. I've never seen this guy before. Him. Not one time. I don't know. Some dark match he must have had on NXT, and they're saying, yeah, it's NXT. <laughs> Not the NXT I watch. Nope. <laughs> I've never right. seen him on Wednesday night, and I've seen every single episode. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Man, unless he's just one of the people that, like, when they did that big celebration for uh, – um, uh, you remember when, when after Survivor Series yeah, when they yeah, won? Yeah. And they were doing the party. Yeah, Adam Cole, like, the one that, yeah, the one that Cole shut down. He shut down, right. Like he was just there. Oh man. Gosh, this dude. Riddick Moss. Yeah, he was there. He kind of looks like Mojarali a little bit. I thought they were gonna say that's his brother or something, but that's his offensive know. lineman. To watch his blind side. <laughs> well, he didn't, because when our truth came in, he just snuck right in. I'm like, where is this dude at? I thought you guys got to protect you. Like he attacked your blind side. I thought that's exactly what you said. He wasn't going <laughs> to. That's exactly what our truth did. You fire him, he man. That's, that dude sucks. Exactly. You can't yes, do that. You're, you're done. done. I just kicked off a promo talking about you. I'm promoting you. <laughs> you protect my blind side. I get rolled up. <laughs> rolled up immediately. Failed. On your first night even being with me, you you failed. No, you know, he's got to go. That guy's got to go. Oh, man. And then uh, we had Liv Morgan versus Lana, which was a very quick match. And I was shocked, actually, that Liv Morgan ended up winning the match. She ended up beating Lana. Um, Liv Morgan, I was happy Liv Morgan won, but she it was so, like, anticlimactic because... They've been building up this whole thing between Liv and Lana, and you know they had the showing at the Royal Rumble where they both eliminated each other. I'm just so out of the stuck. story, man. That's that's me. That's the reason why. And and, and the crowd, yeah. the crowd yeah. was dead during the matchup. They didn't care. Um, Liv just dominated Lana. Lana, I don't remember any moves that that she did. Um, Liv just 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 dominated. Kid that Liv Morgan can go too, man. I haven't seen her go in a while. Like she can actually yeah. wrestle. She's good. She's good. You know, the rumor is that Paul Heyman, um, you know, believes in her and thinks she can be a big star, you know, and, and I, I see it, too. You know, I feel like Liv Morgan does have that potential, you know, within her. Like, I think overall, like her look, her her charisma overall, like she's a lovable character, um, heel or face. It's just fun to watch her. So, yeah, I could see fans getting behind her. You know, I'm, I'm really excited to see, you know, how they continue to try to push her. But the whole this storyline is not the storyline I want to see her in. So I just wanted to move on from this and, and you know, start to get into some real stories. I'm surprised that we didn't, now, now, now that you mentioned, you know, Lana and Liv Morgan, that we didn't get Bobby Lashley or Rusev on, in the Royal Rumble. They said they got into a fight. Um, in the back, and they both got injured and got pulled. That kayfabe, you know, that's that's that was the story. But you know, that was that was on screen. That's what they said it happened. So I don't know the real reason why, but they were advertised as being a part of it, and they weren't there. So did they get into know, it? I don't for know real? what happened. I don't think they got into it for real. I think that that was that was part of the story. You know, I think that they are now. I'm saying like for real, for real, like maybe like hey, you you touch. Lana a little bit too, a little bit too hard on this area. <laughs> like I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what we could speculate on what happened for real? Like maybe something yeah. did happen, you know, two of them. But um, yeah, they got they got pulled, and you know they're trying they're using that story to say why they got pulled. But maybe it is why they got pulled. I don't know. 
I don't know, but it was weird. It was weird they weren't there. Um, you know, we're almost at the end here. So Eric Rowan beat some jobber, Brandon Vice, so done, whatever. Yeah. yeah. This is, I don't even care what we talk about. This. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, they ended the show with Edge. Edge showing up, having that great uh, interaction with the crowds, and basically he's back, you know, for however long that lasts. And Randy Orton tried to kill him. So, you know, that was that was about it. They teased Rated RKO getting back together. And, he, you know, we talked about it at length during our Royal Rumble recap. But, you know, I'm really excited for the storyline, where it could go. It's probably, you know, show-stealing match of the night for sure. Um, potential. Yeah, it has, definitely. Potential. You know, I, I can't, I can't wait, I can't wait, and see that pyro at WrestleMania is going to be awesome. Um, see these two guys get in the ring with the story is going to be awesome. Randy has been on a roll with stories. You got to give it to him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just wow. You know, plays his part very well. Yeah, shoot, I'm, I'm, I'm real excited for this man. Him and AJ, and now this, even him and Jeff Hardy, man. You know, yeah. Oh yeah, pulling out his up uh, his finger ear and twisting ear. that. I was like, oh my god! I remember just screaming a little bit, man. man. I can't look at yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that dude. I just he just tells such a great story. He's, he makes rest, he's so effortless in the ring with everything he can do. Like he's that's my dude, man. Randy Orton, hey, man. he's, he's, he's an edge. Oh my god, Triple H. Yeah, yep, yep. He comes. He's cut from that cloth, man. That Triple H, Ric Flair cloth. Like he's, he's got it. He's got it, man. Still leaving all after all these years. He's 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 still killing it. And yeah, him and Edge. It's gonna be great seeing Edge in the ring again. It's gonna be great. We're 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 the winners here as fans. So we're definitely looking forward to that. All right. So that ends the recap from Raw. Yes. Um, and Royal Rumble. So, yeah, any final, final thoughts before we call this an episode? Yeah, man. Happy one year to you, sir. <laughs> yeah, man. One year of doing this this podcast, man. It's just definitely been awesome. Um, yeah, started with the Royal Rumble from last year, and now here we are yes. doing it still. So it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And, you know, looking forward to to continuing to to, to break down these shows. And, and, hey, we're on the road to WrestleMania, yeah. man. So it's going to be a lot fun as we as we continue on you know to 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 do this and to, to see what happens and make predictions and all that fun stuff so yeah man it's awesome yeah man i couldn't say it better like yeah definitely enjoying this this first years it was uh it was some growing pains but hey you live and you learn so but yeah i can't wait for this road to wrestlemania like you know just looking at last year and how we started now we're fast forward to the new year kind of just back on that same road looking forward to wrestlemania one of uh you know one of the more spectacular events for wwe yeah and also too um i do want to mention that on on the that lost recording you had mentioned uh a thank you to the listeners too like in in different yeah. areas of the world yeah, man so it was like seven i'm trying to remember because i had the list i didn't even i don't have it pulled up but it was like italy uh australia portugal belgium uh brazil barbados and spain yeah, I mean, a lot of, <laughs> overall, yeah. 
it's awesome to hear that. And it's, 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 you know, I, I thank everybody that does listen to, to the show, you know, and, and has been on this ride with us. And that, you know, if you're new to listening to the show too, thank you for tuning in. Hope you continue to listen up um, to what we got to say and, and have fun with us. I mean, we're just two guys who love wrestling, watch wrestling, love talking about it. And so if you take enjoyment in this, you know, on your car ride or you're at home or whatever, you know, we appreciate you guys, you know, giving us a listen and, and listening to us just kind of go on and on about wrestling yeah, and no doubt. Know, thank you for that. It's humbling. We appreciate you. Keep listening. And we got more to come for you just down the road. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to all. It's much appreciated. You guys are, are awesome for even giving us a little bit of your time. So we very much appreciate you guys. Yeah, man. So here we are 2020 now. Uh, man, many more to come, I guess. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Can't wait to see, you know, the, 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 what, what more, you know, how much more we evolve everything that, you know, we're, we're doing with the, with the wrestling podcast and, and just, you know, continuing to break down stuff. And again, road to WrestleMania, this is where, you know, it's always fun, but you know, it's also a special thing when, when they get to the road to WrestleMania. So really, you're really looking forward to, to know what we need to do. It's going to be fun. We need to go to like a wrestling, like, Cause usually Raw and SmackDown be whenever they come, go to go to a show together and just talk about how that viewing experience was. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be cool, man. That would, that would be a lot of fun. You know, a different perspective, definitely to to share with the listening audience. So yeah, I think that'd be that would be awesome. More to come. More to come for sure. <laughs> Cool, cool. Well, that is going to do it for this episode. Like we said, continue to tune in. we got much more to come for you guys. But for Devin, this is a feast. We will catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Free Wrestling Podcast.